right. Uh, let me know when you want to go or when you want to... Let you know when I want to go? When you want to... Uh, Should we do the podcast first? <laughs> Hold for laughter. All right. Sneaky Dragon episode 426. You're listening to Ian Boothby. At the sound of the tone, it will be 426. Boom. And David Dedrick. That's me. And this is uh, one of these episodes again. You know what you're in for. <laughs> don't tell me that you don't. You know, what do you, what are we, what are you thinking? This what? is your, what? Is this your first episode? Is this your, no. Is this your not. first, what are you talking about? Is this your first podcast rodeo? Yeah. Have you never listened to a podcast before? Were your first podcast? That would be interesting. Yeah. Let, Dave, let me do my impression of, uh, uh, and this sounds like I'm being mean. Okay. But I'm not. All right. But this, I am. You're not going to be mean. I'm not. Let this me do be... my impression of me on every other podcast. Okay. Okay. Say hi to me. Hi, Ian. Welcome to the show. Hey, you know what I think? It's going to be on show. Is everything okay with this book? Can I bring yeah, you the microphone closer? You, you sound great, Ian. Don't worry about it. Sounds great. Okay. All right, everyone. So Ian's going to be contributing okay, to the Now let show. me be, I'll be the host of every uh, other okay. podcast. All right. You be the host all of every right. And I'll be you? Hey, Dave. Yeah. Hey, Dave. Uh, oh, all right. Hey, Ian. Yeah. What do uh, we do? Um, yeah. Okay. Go ahead. Keep going. Hey, right anyway, on. so uh, I want to ask you something. Sure, uh, what's it like okay. working in comic books? Because I like uh, the kind of comic books I like. I like uh, uh, little Lulu and that kind of thing. I like that kind of comic book. So what right. kind of do you work on? Well, I've been working Because for you know what I think? Like, I mean, Watchmen's a good comic uh-huh. book. So let uh, me just talk over you. Sure. And now I'm going to bring in too many other guests. Okay, other guests, come in. Hi. And we'll all talk over each other. Hi, oh, this is Phil here. And, uh, Hi, this is Steve. Hi, this is Laura. Yeah. Hi, this is Bruce. Now, you're all Muppets. <laughs> Apparently, I only have one. I have two voices I can do. That's fine. Gruff guy. Yeah, or high pitch woman. Most most people I know have high voice, low voice. That's all. That's all they can do. And uh, how high and can that's they? It. They can do high voice. They can do high voice. Hello, okay. and then low voice. Hi, low voice. I'm here with a high voice. But I can also I can uh, slightly bend it with a with a uh, what do you like call Beckham. it? Like Beckham. Bend it like Beckham. That's right. I can do a David Beckham. <laughs> Hello. There you are. Hello. High voice. Hi, Beckham. Hello. Low Beckham. Hello. Yeah, every time we do the podcast, we do it a couple more times. One is high and one is low, <laughs> uh, just so people have a little bit of variety. But That's we don't right. pl- we don't play those ones in North America. Mm. It's like they used to do those. Uh, you'd be like a famous person. You go to commercials in. That's uh, right. In Japan. Those are for those are for our Patreon uh, people in uh, Micronesia. Yeah. Hello. And they uh, they do our uh, Patreon and micro payments. Meow. What? Why is there a cat now? He just showed up. Yeah, Get out of here, cat. We then also re record <laughs> the entire episode in cat. We're <laughs> just trying to match it exactly. That's right. And uh, and uh, and there we go. Uh, anyway, it's episode uh, 426, and we haven't gotten the hang of it yet. Uh, but we're hoping uh, after we uh, breeze past 500, then we're going to start to oh, learn. It's going to be so they good. They say the first 500 are a wash, <laughs> and then uh, it all starts it's coming all downhill together. from there. Yeah. Sure. I think we're going to be like Coronation Street. We're just going to keep doing this uh, year after year after year after year and uh, maybe never quite get it right. Oh. Do you think Coronation Street ever got it right? Uh, There's not one time in its its long and storied history where they had like a good 
show. You're right. 1982, they did have that they one. They had the one show. Yeah. I don't know what I was watching. Worried about our Terry. I oh, our Terry's at Mill. Terry's at, at Mill. They have a Mill in Coronation Street? Oh, Terry. Our Terry's at Mill. Does, isn't it take, doesn't it take place in Manchester? Oh, you got me. I, I'm not sure. D- I think they built honest, like a, I, think I think they built I, a studio there think, just for the show. I think I've driven by it. Oh, really? I think we have. Yeah, yeah. Past I think, uh, we, Street. Yeah, the, the, it's not a real streety in. You can TV show. You can drive onto the street though. Oh, okay. The exterior, yeah, you can. Um, the other day I had a television repairman come to my house. Oh, it sounds like a porno's about to start. <laughs> That's wondered where that music came from. And, and it was the theme to Coronation Street that was the music, which was so weird. I'm lying. Hey, I can't pay my uh, TV bill. People always say, like, people talk about, okay, this is, I'm going to get back to the TV. No, it wasn't really a TV repairman. He was a person right. coming it to fix our internet. Manchester, uh, Manchester. Oh, yeah, but. Uh, the street in Weatherfield, Manchester, England. So here's the thing, Ian. Okay. People always pretend that porn porn movies had music that went like, bow, chicka, wow, chicka. But if you listen, if you watch one of those movies, which I never have, but this is what I've heard, is that when you watch them, the music is just like the weirdest like light jazz playing in the background that seems like so strangely inopportune to now here's what i let me tell you my theory on this what was that i know i didn't go that far i just took a, i bored a little bit of it and then i went in another direction okay fair enough jazz ian come on i'm riffing on it i'm riffing on the uh, it's, like, it's like uh it's like john coltrane's half hour version of uh my favorite things you know here's what i think is the situation is yeah. like when people say that watch kapow bow, 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 what the, what they're talking about isn't uh like uh what i would call the talkies i think this is the porno movies that were kind of silent and so they you know when they when they uh, show them in theaters or whatever they just throw some music on top yeah and it would just be like it's just the lamest jazz music if you go to vancouver canada where we are there is a very weird thing in the world of pornography and i don't know if we've talked about it before uh where there's a the movie land arcade Yes. And the Movie Land Arcade is on uh, Smythe and Granville Street. Okay. And uh, if you it, it, and so it looks like an arcade, and it is. It is an arcade. It looks like one, and it, sure it is. It is, yeah. And I think it says, does it say, does it say Guns Games Girls on the sign? I don't know. I think it might say Guns Games Girls. Okay. There well, used to be another one that would say that. Then there's another yeah. one that's was near the Balmoral Hotel that said that probably. Okay, I'll, I'll take a look in a second. Oh, but, it was near a moral hotel. No, no Balmoral. Oh, uh, and if you if you if you go to the back of the of the arcade, they have little booths, and you're like, oh, I know what you're talking about. Wrong. If you think it's your standard, put a quarter in, and then there's rotating videos of you know stuff, and you hit a button, and that kind of business, and yeah. all shenanigans and, and holes that you might put genitals through and such things. No, not like that at all. It looks like uh, <laughs> why go there? Old timey telephone booths, almost. Yeah. So, oh. and so, and so they're, o- they're open, open air. Okay. And then there's like, you think like, oh, it's a TV screen. Wrong. Oh. Again, wrong. Okay. There's like a little hole that's, uh, I don't know, like maybe five inches by five inches square that's yeah. cut in the wood. And then you look through the hole yeah. and it's at, and you go like, oh, what, where are we? No, it's eye level. So you're looking through the hole. Yeah. And then there's a piece of paper. 
like just a piece of paper that's like like either taped or hanging or something like that paper sure. clip and then there's a movie projector that if you do put a quarter in yeah it will project a little porno movie so small onto <laughs> onto this piece of paper okay. with a and then you and then you watch like some what, hip, the, hippies. what the butler saw yeah you did some hippies doing it yeah you're yeah. like oh well what's this about like and how is this yeah. still how is <laughs> who is finding this erotic well it's not even well it's this, here's the thing though right because okay. this is someone's exp- i, I want to break this down but go ahead this is like someone a teenager yes sir who wanted to see some sex. Okay. He went and he did this. He sure. took a quarter. He went to the Movie Land Arcade. In the 70s. Went sure. into the back. Yeah. Put in his quarter. Yeah. And it was a hairier time, so it didn't seem as weird to him that people were that hairy. Okay. And so he put in his quarter and he watched this. Yes. And this was his sexual awakening. Okay. Sorry, this, is what he, this is what he connects si- to. Si- on the sign it says, games, yep. movies, okay. shooting. Well, uh, what, all three of them would happen eventually. It's it's yeah. Vancouver. And and sorry, there's a gigantic sign by the way yeah. that fills up uh, like the entire wall to wall, and it says "girly movies." Oh, that's and what then, I meant. And then you go you go in and you see the seriously yeah, it's like two inch by two inch little <laughs> movie on a piece of paper yeah, yeah. that's like smaller than an envelope. Huh. I, I believe you. I just now I'm kind of a marveling at their ability to to um predict the future of vancouver if it's such a such a like that that place is from the 70s or er, earlier yeah it's crazily old i I think it is earlier than that so they a predicted Mm -hmm. the existence of ea games predicted the development of vancouver into one of the major you know sort of hollywood north Mm -hmm. movies three the spate of drug-related shootings that have been going on for the last five years well there you go amazing thank you movie land for your prescient warnings that we did all ignored they do have some good video games. Here's what I don't understand is... Besides the fact that... Uh, so these are okay, things that... Ahead. So what you're telling me you heard, you just heard about this stuff. You've never actually gone What's to the that? back and paid a quarter. Yes, I have. Oh. Yep. Okay. Because I, I like seeing pornography. <laughs> so and they went like, this is where we keep the pornography. Yeah. How much is it? Because I don't like spending a lot for my pornography. Yeah. I mean, I got... 75 cents burning a hole in my oh, pocket. Oh, dear me. Well... And he said like, hey, well, you can enjoy... Um, a minute and a half of uh, shenanigans then <laughs> you got it and then put it there and you go like is that grandpa it's right. is that uh, who is that I but he invent computers one day here's the thing that's amazing to me yeah. is in this real estate market yeah one that there is this big spot that you know uh just the arcade machines are taking quarters yeah i'm like how are you in any way paying the rent yeah and then even in this spot we're like okay i can see that there are people at the arcade machines but no one is ever in the back no one's ever there yeah just you uh, just me and i go like where is everybody at <laughs> it's only 75 cents this is the third voice i can do that's right i'm the guy who enjoys the pornography <laughs> guys <laughs> anyway I i'm not paying more than a dollar for my pornography i thought i saw ian going to the back but no that's someone else that's not his voice isn't he a children's book author shut up <laughs> anyway uh i'm making sparks but even <laughs> well, if you go fast enough, <laughs> the even 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 if they call him old metal dick, um, <laughs> so uh, yes. uh, there, was, there was a couple of different ways I was going to go with yeah, that. And sure. I, I'm I'm sad about all of them. Yeah, but even in Lake Flint, even if you're like, oh, we're making yeah. money at the arcade machines. Sure. 
why not get rid of those, put more arcade machines yeah, back there, yeah. like a, an air hockey table mm. or something else. But it's just like, nope, we're going to use all this space That's for weird. six, six. Like, you're never going to have a time where like, hey, there's a lineup. There's a lineup. Uh, we need six of these. Like three, two maximum will yeah, ever yeah. need anybody. Yeah. What, what up? It makes no sense whatsoever to me huh. that this that this exists. I'm glad it does because I like the arcade. Yeah, but uh, I don't know. it's a good arcade. I've never actually gone to the bat, and I do have friends that are older friends. Yeah, who uh, when I when I'm you know uh, there playing arcade games with them, will go and uh, watch a dirty movie. Oh, for really? like Two minutes just for the novelty of sure, it. And come sure. Back. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, what can you do? I prefer to do all that kind of stuff in the privacy of my own. As you would. That's the oh. thing. What year is it now? How is this thing still around? <laughs> um, this is one of those things where I think uh, a friend of the show, Robin Bougie, actually uh, wrote a big article about Movie Land Arcade back in the day. That's a it's a pretty good one. I'm going to try and find that one. But yeah, like Vice Magazine has has covered it. Yeah. 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 It was saying like it's the uh, here we go. Uh, the it's the world's last eight millimeter peep show, huh? Eight millimeter peep show. That's correct. The last one in the world. The last one in the world. Well, that's why it's still there. It's it's, it's under protection. It's a heritage building. Yeah. Oh, here we go. Yeah, it uh, it opened up. And, and I mean heritage. Go on. Now here's the thing. Uh, according to most sources, yeah, uh, Movie Land Arcade opened a few doors down from the Vogue Theater in 1972, but yeah. there are photos. From 68, where it's there. Okay. So either it's a time-traveling pornography arcade. <laughs> or people are just wrong. Yeah. And, I, and I'm and i wondering, like, in 1972, mm. or, like, even if, geez, 1968, what the hell was in there? That. What, well, the, you definitely didn't have your Pac-Man. Had pinball. Okay, you had some pinball. Yeah. A couple of pinball what machines. Had it been in, like, a shooting gallery? What I guess had, so. Yeah, most of them used to. Like yeah, and they used to have those light gun yeah. uh, ones, which were pretty cool. They had yeah. one of those. The PE. They had one of the. Well, they still do have one yeah. of the PE. I love that. They had. Uh, the best one I played actually was, now that we're talking about that, uh, in uh, Blackpool. But there was one in Manchester okay. as well. And my, fa- my favorite part about that is. Now, you know what I'm talking about, where it's the light gun, you yep, shoot yep, a yep. thing and whatever. But uh, they had a thing there where if you shot a uh, gopher, it would uh, it would then jump up and it would squirt water at you. Oh, neat. Yeah. And I was very proud of myself in yeah. that I didn't know that was going to happen. Yeah. And then the gopher jumped out and it squirted water at me and I dodged it. Okay. I, like I saw the water coming and, was, yeah. uh, and I dodged it and I'm like, good for me. That's good <laughs> reflexes. That's good. I was very, uh, I was, I was very proud of myself. With Why that. was there a gopher? Was it like it was a wild like west farm saloon? animals? Yeah, oh, it was like a wild west. Well, there's some western things. There's snakes. Yeah, yeah. But you'd have a gopher in the old west. Sure, sure. Yeah, maybe a little cowboy hat. I don't remember. The gopher said hello. That's right. That's what he did. And you go want tea, and you go. I'd go for that. So the other day, I had a a um, fellow come over from Tellus to to upgrade our modem. Okay. So our modem was not working very well. It was uh, we're supposed to. I was paying for a light plan. It's uh, twenty five. Kilobytes per second download speed, which is not a lot. I know everyone out there is scoffing at me, but it, yeah, it, yeah. it worked we got, fine. We got a, a lot of real bite hounds out there. It worked fine for for our needs, but it it had slowed down quite a bit, and it wasn't working very well. And then they got me to do a speed test, and we were getting five kilobytes per second download speed. Oh, okay. So it was not working very well. No, and so, sir. like trying to watch like uh, Netflix or Disney or whatever, it right. it, 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 it wasn't great. Though, so, though, by the way, Disney Disney Plus uh, does yeah. jam up. Period. No matter what. Speed oh, it's been got. fine for us now, but oh, okay. I I, right. I know what you mean. I, I've heard that as a problem as well. But um, yeah, so the guy came in. So he was testing the televisions, 
And he just turned it on, and it was playing Coronation Street, a TV oh. show that I don't really listen to watch very often. But I was surprised to discover that there was a lesbian storyline in it, where two characters oh. had, like, one was married mm-hmm. to a man, and, and she and this other woman had had an affair. And this guy wasn't taking it very well. Oh. And he was complaining in the bar after. And I was like, this is a very interesting storyline. Unfortunately, I can't see anything, because it's covered with, like, writing on the screen as the, as the person was testing this and that. So, yeah, it was sort of strange. Well, for a while... Strange but true. Uh, for a while, there was uh, the fella from Red Dwarf who plays uh, Lister. He Lister. was uh, he was on the sh- uh, Craig Lister. Craig Lister. No, yeah, Craig's Lister. Uh, oh, really? He was on. He was on there. Whatever his name is. Yeah, yeah, Craig something. Yeah, but he was like one of the lead guys on it for for quite a while. They actually in one of the Red Dwarf Red Dwarf, uh, and then the stroke hit me. Uh, Red Dwarf uh, kind of wait. Reboot. Lister's the Lister's the kind of slobby guy. Yes, he's okay. kind of the lead. Yeah, Rimmer yeah. is the. Uh, the uptight, proper the uptight, uptight guy, guy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, they had Craig Charles. There you go, Craig Charles. Um, oh. uh, they had uh, Lister uh, visit the set of Coronation Street because the Red Dwarf folks showed up in the real world. Okay, and so they ended up on the on the Coronation Street set, and he uh, ended up meeting up with Craig Charles, and so huh. they had a little conversation. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. Good stuff. And also, Ian McKellen was on uh, briefly as well. On Coronation Street. Yeah. Like, uh, it, huh. when he was, like, Johnny Famous, like, later on, uh-huh, it, was a, yeah, yeah. it was like a cameo. Ooh, sure, look at sure. Kim dresses Gandalf. And the other day, I was at the library writing, because I like doing that sometimes, and mm-hmm. I noticed on the computers, uh, a couple of people who were watching Coronation Street made a mention of it. Yeah. Uh, and uh, someone said, oh, I'm watching it, too. And I asked, uh, is Ken still on it? Because Ken has been on, uh, the character Ken has been on since the early 60s. Wow. Wow. But I think he's gone now, right? Nope. He's still, he's he's still, still there. there. He's still Kenning it. Yeah. Wow. Well, well, good for him. Whatever he does. It's good, steady work. Must be. It must be. Just to, just trying to imagine the scandals he's been through in that many years on a soap opera. Mm. He must have murdered so many people. Yeah. He must have had so many twins. <laughs> uh, do they have the built same, so many weather machines. Do they have the same sort of uh, plots as uh, American soap operas? I doubt it very much. I don't really know very much. I never watched it. Uh, there's people that You'll I, get hooked. You watch three episodes mm. and uh, prepare for a lifestyle choice. <laughs> I... Was, I yeah, I've, I've known people who have been into it, but I kind of feel it's one of those shows that are like we were talking a little while ago. It's like a it's like a a um, release valve show. Like you just you got a lot of pressure in your life, you got a lot of frustration. It's just a show you can watch, and it's just kind of like no pressure, just lets off, lets you blow off a little steam, lets mm-hmm. you lets you turn off your brain, just kind of relax and float downstream, as the Beatles advised us. And yeah, like I think that's what it kind of is for a lot of people. That's fine. I, I'm not gonna. Yeah, it's people having affairs and yeah. being stuck up and yeah, you know. But it's also done in a way where it's not, it's not, it's not us. It's some, it's somewhere else. So it has sort of a quaint element to it of of it not really being our world. And yet, I've uh, you know, my grandparents loved it because I think it just reminded them of sure, home, sure. You know, so it it was that kind of feeling like yeah. people going for a cup of tea and going to the pub. And we don't really have pub culture here. We do not have pub culture here. No, that's true. We don't. Mostly because we don't have like a neighborhood in that in the way they do in, in England. And we have nowhere near the... I, I've heard that the pub um, population has dwindled quite a bit in the last... You know, as people have cocooned as they do here. Like you're talking about how how uh, the, the kind of Uber Eats and other kind of those delivery services yeah. are like cutting, causing restaurants to shut down or just become strictly delivery 
Basically. They're actually making more money. That's the thing. But they're well, uh, but, but the yeah. restaurant itself, the sit down portion, yeah. Is, yeah. Uh, is shut down because people now have everything they want at home and yeah. they want to be home buyers. Yeah. And that's and that's kind of like the trend in England as well. And partly because of drinking driving laws and things like that, which are perfectly sensible, of course. But they have cut down on on pub culture. I know, like when we were in the first time we went to Ron's, uh, where Lisa's aunt and uncle live, or a couple of aunt and uncles lived, and cousins and whatnot. Um, yeah, it was, it's, it's a small little town, and they had like four pubs, all within walking distance of yep. each other. And they all seemed to be doing, you know, great, you know, a great deal of business. And at nowadays, that time. they're all selling the same stuff, too, which but is now, weird. Yeah, now they're all, I think one or two have closed down, though, because, yeah, that's, just, that's not the same anymore. Oh, and they had a, uh, sorry, I was just looking, the, uh, they had their first transsexual per- person on the show in 1998. Huh. Yeah, well done. That's a long time ago. That is quite a long time ago. Wow. Uh, and uh, looking at uh, controversial storylines or whatever. Okay, let's hear some controversial uh, one, of the, one of them was, uh, was, was Ken, uh, Ken's wife. Uh, we know Ken. When Ken was working on a school play, yeah. his wife was, uh, was, uh, was kept host- hostage. By whom? An angry parent whose child wasn't allowed to play? No, by a, uh, a very vicious criminal oh. who had escaped from prison and forced his way into uh, their flat. Oh, dear. Uh, the twins were asleep in their bed, uh, with Valerie assisting that she, insisting that she was a, a, alone, only for one of the twins to wake up crying, allowing uh, the the criminal to use them as a threat to Valerie. Oh, oh. so much, so so much, uh, so much Sounds trouble. Pretty, I don't know uh, if that's controversial, but uh, well, there was uh, some bad stuff that happened in there as well uh, that I am uh, glossing glossing over. Oh, so it's a lot of uh, people going to jail, people uh, getting killed. Uh, the fires, a lot of fires. Okay. Uh, 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 oh, oh, someone had a killing spree. Oh dear. Oh, there we go. Did they, think, they think they were on sin elsewhere? Oh, geez. Yeah. Was, oh boy. Oh, a lot, a lot of stuff happened. Anyway, uh, uh, Coronation <laughs> Street. <laughs> but they had a big whodunit apparently about Ken. Okay. In 2017. Yeah. Uh, in, in March 2017, a surprise whodunit storyline took place uh, when Ken Barlow was pushed down the stairs of his home by an unknown assailant. Oh. After upsetting a majority of his family and certain locals, the media <laughs> narrowed the suspects down to seven suspects. Oh. It was a real who shot Mr. Burns. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, who pushed Ken down some steps? Yeah, yeah. Ooh, that's as bad as it gets in England. Well, you know, he's elderly. That would probably be hard on him. That's true. But what time that when did that story take place? When did it? Yeah. 2017. Yeah, so you know, he started in the sixties. He's old. Yep. Poor old guy getting pushed down the stairs. Didn't really happen, he's an actor, but you know. No, oh, maybe. Or maybe he just fell down some stairs and they went, We can use this. <laughs> we can use this footage. <laughs> did you uh did you ever uh oh yeah, I remember this one, yeah. In eighty six where the Rovers Return, which is the pub, uh caught mm. on fire. I remember Oh, oh, oh yeah, there was a serial killer. That's right. That was right. 2002 to 2003. I was actually watching it then. That's right. Uh, so, yeah, they've, uh, there's murder. Mm. Murder most foul. Yeah. Because it's England and there's, you know, Jack the Ripper wannabes always wandering the streets. Don't let people tell you there isn't. So you watched it for a year or so? I watched it for a couple of years. Yeah, yeah. off and on. And then you got tired of it? Yeah, you, we do Actually, well, you kind of know the changes. Also, I'll, I'd go on like a tour or something and then mm. you lose track because you oh, can't, okay. you can't yeah, watch yeah. something. You can't watch it all. Yeah, Makes but sense. if you do watch, say, three episodes, uh, you will... Uh, here's what they used to do, too, was they would uh, play them all on Sunday. 
So you could either watch them through the week, or you could watch all five on Sunday oh, in a row. Omnibus, and then you'd just be like, ah, then you'd uh, watch them at your own pace. I'd record them, and then I'd watch them as a, as is off it. Yeah, that makes me think of the Archers. Oh, what about that? Well, that was a radio soap opera that had been on BBC Radio since the '30s, I think. Okay, and they would do the same thing. I think the episodes were like ten minutes each during the week. But then on Sunday, they would do an r- omnibus of an hour-long episode that rounded up all 10-minute parts into one show. So you could listen through the week. You could catch the little segments, which, you know, as somebody who wasn't used to that, wasn't used to getting things in 10-minute allotments, it seemed like not enough time to build up tension. But I, I assume that if you listened every day yeah. for years, that it all had some meaning. What? And everyone spoke in that, not everyone, but a lot of people spoke in that, already dar that kind of a rural voice of England. Did you ever watch, uh, or have you ever watched an episode of... Have you ever been a watch? Or have you ever been a watchman? Mm. And if so, who watched you? <laughs> um, have you ever watched an episode of the old soap opera Dark Shadows? Mm, I think I've seen a little bit of it, but it seemed rather clunky. It's very... Yeah, it's quite clunky. It's okay. not what you expect it to be. Yeah. And it's... Yeah, it's it's a pretty, a pretty standard soap opera, except one of the characters is a vampire. Mm, Barnabas, whatever. Yeah, is. and you think like, oh, this must be played for laughs. Oh, no. No. Oh, no. Show, yeah. It's just very serious that this is a vampire, and he's a real son of a bitch. He's a real... <laughs> a real fucking bastard, that guy. He's awful. <laughs> horrible, horrible person. Is that right? He's a horrible person? He's horrible. Yeah, oh, interesting. Right. And then occasionally he'll do something Don't. nice. And he'll go, good for him. And then he'll like, oh, geez, like, he's really a bad guy. Don't they have like, or did they, I thought they had like the film adaptations they of it did. on Amazon Prime for a while. Well, they had the film, yeah, it was uh, Johnny not, Depp. Not, not that one, but like one of the original ones from the sep- oh, 70s. Oh, okay, all right, yeah. yep, yep. They they brought it back a couple of times, mm-hmm. yeah. People people loved it. People loved Dark Shadows, it was very I quite guess. popular. How long was it on the air for? Oh, let me tell you, it was, oh. uh, uh, all right, well, uh, originally. Answer my Dave, question, Mr. Question Man. I will. Uh, originally, yep. it went from uh, 1966 to uh, to 1971. That was the original release. That's pretty good. Five years, pretty yeah. good run. Then yeah, you're right. They had some. Uh, I think they had some bringbacks on it. Yeah, they and there was like a 1991 series, a 2004 pilot. There was the 2012 film. Yeah, but uh, yeah, Barnabas Carlin. Yeah, he was a real uh, Barnabas uh, Collins. That's his name. That's right. And then uh, did you ever see the movie? Did you see the Johnny Depp version? I did. I, I did not care for it. Did you like it? It was totally weird. Yeah, because he's awful he's an awful evil character who are we supposed to be rooting for yeah what are we shouldn't we be wanting him to uh, be, yeah. be dead uh nope okay fair enough all right i mean he did a good job as the character like i thought i thought he did a, it was funny or whatever but yeah it doesn't make no sense but it made no sense what are we doing yeah, yeah. what are we doing well here? it's not really johnny depp's fault he got hired to do a performance and he did a good job of it uh, i don't think i was blaming johnny depp I'm i know just i'm saying just saying i didn't care for the movie yeah no i agree with you yeah. Do you uh, do you watch a movie and you don't like it and you go, I blame you to the uh, lead actor? <laughs> I don't say that, but the way you said that, when I said I thought he did a good performance, you, you then you seem to dismiss it as the not. Well, I don't know if you can get it. Like he went for it, but Johnny Depp always goes for it. Oh, okay. Even if he puts a bird on his head, he's going for it. <laughs> I, I like that. I really like that movie. All right, it's good. I'm I think it's. To, a, I'm glad that you liked. I it. think it's a very well made film. Is that that's Army Hammer in that, right? Army Hammer, that's right. Army. Army Hammer, yes. Army, like as in the like an army man. Army as in Armin Hammer. Oh. Baking soda had a son and named it Army. But it also sounds like a person who's in the army. Like the army is what it sounds like, right? Yeah. Army. Army Hammer. All right, there you go. So I'm not wrong. You know, well not right either. Fair enough. But yeah. What did you like about uh, Lone Ranger? Oh, I just thought it was 
I mean, I don't think it's a perfect film. I think there's like a lot, some cruel parts of it that I don't think are necessary. Okay. But I really enjoyed like the the big set pieces, like you know, like the really well done, like that chain the train sequence in the I'm film near the end it. of the movie. There's a big there's a big kind of train chase, and they're like using trees to like cross the train that is going around curves and things. It's been a while since I watched it, so I might be exaggerating slightly. Who's the villain in it? Yeah, that's a good question. Some guy. Okay. I don't remember that now. Because the Lone Ranger doesn't really have a villain in the TV series. No, and it, and this and this, I mean, he's only the Lone Ranger near the end of the movie as well. Like most of the film, he's like this sort of ineffectual Easterner who's come out to the West and is not doing very much. His brother is a sheriff. Okay, and he's just kind of come there, and but he's not he's not up he's not much not much good. And uh, yeah, so but I you know like when you watch a movie like that and you're like wow okay this movie costs a lot of money but I'm looking at it and it's all on the screen in front of me. Like, this is a really expensive sequence to do. Like, this is, they got trains running and they've got stunts going on with the trains and it's mm-hmm. all, clearly not all CGI. There's lots of actual practical stunts going on. Like, Gore Verbinski. Yeah, who is a good director, you know? Like, he made the early uh, Pirates of the Caribbean films, which I don't think they're all great, but the first one's very good. The Ring is a fantastic film. Uh, even uh, that animated film he did, was it Ring, Rangu or Rango or something? Oh, okay, with Johnny Depp. With Johnny Depp as well. Yeah, Yeah, I like that one. That's a good movie as well. Like, so, you know, he's a good filmmaker, has a good sense of of film and things. And yeah, I thought, I thought The Lone Ranger was, was quite good. I, I don't know why. I think, I just think people, it didn't do very well in the box office. So people just kind of piled onto it, but they didn't watch it. They just, they just made fun of it. So, okay. I would have to see it again. Yeah. Now, here's the thing when you're talking about like all the amazing stunts and what have you. Yeah. Here's, here's an interesting thing. And I, I don't say that lightly. Don't say it lightly. Be very serious. Um, say it heavily in as low a voice as you can. I was watching uh, Making of of The Mandalorian. Oh, isn't that interesting? Now you know what I'm going to say. The screens. That's uh, all inside. I know. It's amazing. I was watching... Um, I, yeah, it's all shot uh, shot indoors on set. I enjoy these guys called The Corridor Crew who do uh, these kind of CG, uh, react to CGI. And I don't really care about the reacting to CGI where if they're going like, oh, it's terrible or whatever. But I like when they like explain how they do it. Mm. And they'll explain how they get effects and things like that in movies. And one of the things they were talking about was the film Oblivion, the Tom Cruise film. And they're they're saying how realistic his um, kind of little mountaintop outpost was and how how realistic it looked. And then they're explaining that it was done in that that way where they had actual screens of clouds. Like, so you get... You get the luminescence of the light from the sky yeah, through the screen, so it helps you light your scene because you're getting actual light into the sequence. So you're not having to like overlight everything. You're getting like a realistic feeling of, of light and cloud and sun and everything. And yeah, I thought that was really fascinating. And yeah, and I discovered that yeah, the Mandalorian was made in the same way that it was very that it was not shot anywhere on location. It was all done in a studio. Wow, with on, with screens. Yeah, it's amazing. Again, I think of uh, you know George Lucas adding all the extra digital stuff to the old Star Wars, and you just see all these kind of clunky dinosaurs walking by, and you're like, meh. <laughs> well, big deal, okay. yeah. yeah. Or, you know, it's like, it's it's fine. And then going like, oh, you can actually, you actually can do this now. Like, you really had the feel of old Star Wars, and like, yeah. you shot it all indoors. Yeah. Holy moly. That's oh, it's amazing. Uh, yeah. Like, amazing it, it really is like a game changer. It makes you go like, well, what can't you do then? <laughs> All right, fine. Have at it. Now we're only limited by our imagination. Yeah, I hope they don't get too carried away with it. But because um, you like a nice outdoor location, I do like. I mean, I like. I like real elements in you're films. Gonna, you're going to be fine. You got your James Bonds's. They'll always be like outdoors because it's always like go to the foreign well, place. I you're going to have your Mission Impossibles. 
You know, yeah, aside from so. aside from the occasional set piece, because it'll always be like one set piece where he's got to like swim through lava to get something, <laughs> but his suit's melting because oh, we didn't get the right suit. Oh yeah. boy, howdy! Yeah. What's he gonna do? Uh, but there'll always be like him running over the roofs of some uh, city. Well, yeah, or I some mean, exterior thing. because Tom Cruise innately recognizes the fact that you know you you have to have a feeling of of, uh, of consequence to something like that. You know, and if it's just all rubbery effects and, and things it's you know it just kind of loses its it works for the mandalorian because it's all alien environments there's nothing real about it you know but it does explain to me why the the forest one felt so off to me mm. and i now i understand why because it never felt really foresty it's okay in like a on like tatooine kind of base they really pull it off on tatooine like that it does look really, really good. feels yeah. like yeah. desert for sure and i think that's why a lot of them are set in desert like environments mm. like a lot of the shows are the the final the final episode it takes place on one the episode where he goes to the planet the planet where um Amy Sedaris uh, is that's Tatooine that's Tatooine as well okay yeah yeah so but not he's not always on Tatooine because he doesn't go to Tatooine to get that one uh to where he gets Baby Yoda is that Tatooine as well oh that's a good question that's another kind of desert planet and it has Jawas on it they spend all his time on Tatooine I think that was Tatooine as well yeah like a, a lot of time on Tatooine. <laughs> But it works well with in the with the desert environment because you don't have to you don't have that much set dressing, right? Like like the problem with the forest one is that you need real trees on your set or realistic looking trees on your set as right. well as the fake background. And it just it just looked a little off to me. And I, now I know why. And if was things off. feel a little off, then they really feel off. And yeah, yeah, that's no good. Yeah, now I'm trying to look at like what episodes because like there was a lot of uh, you know there was there was uh, breaking people out of the the prison, so that was sure. all like on a ship. But once again, that's that's easy to do because it's all the backgrounds are all easy to to mimic with a few realistic uh, or a few real items, you know, like a desk or whatever. But it's not like there's nothing natural about it. I'm not going to go. That desk doesn't look real. Yeah. You know, to make geom- geometric, uh, so they have so they have the prison ship. They have the forest planet. Yeah. They have Tatooine. Yeah. Tatooine. Yeah. Tatooine. <laughs> Tatooine, and then they have the planet where where he goes for the for the the you know the uh, assassins or the B- bounty hunters guild is whatever that's right that's also like a desert planet though so is that T- Tatooine as well yeah maybe listen you know what uh, this is a very may- Tatooine maybe, maybe, maybe it was it should have just been called Tatooine it should have just been called Tatooine yeah that's a fair point because really I kept expecting this guy to play the mandolin at some point in the show and he never did oh I know you don't call a show if you call a show the Bangalorean you expect a guy to start taking on his banjo and start playing it yeah if you're gonna imply that he plays a mandolin in your title of the show. I feel like you're, you're ripping people off. Yeah, or or it's uh, tied into Banjo Kazooie, the uh, video game series. <laughs> You've gone gone over my head. It's a bear and a bird, and the bird's on the back of the bear, and they uh, have adventures, and it's pretty good. Hmm. It's for the Nintendo sixty four. So, it got uh, remade later on, and uh, not as good version, and yeah. uh, it's good. Banjo Yakuza. It was Banjo was a, Banjo Kazooie, and then there was Banjo Tui, which was the sequel. Ah, uh, yep. And then it went Banjo Kaplui. Yeah, a little bit. That's not uh, that's not wrong. No, that's not that's, that's, that's the not way incorrect. of all things. The way of all things. Uh, speaking of like uh, cable things, I tried watching uh, one episode of uh, going back into a show, and I'm like, you know what? Maybe I was maybe I was wrong, and maybe I'm going to come in fresh, and maybe I'm going to really enjoy this show. Yeah. So I watched a new episode, Sabrina. Oh yeah. Yeah. I gave up on that show. Yeah, I realize that you should. So. Um, <laughs> So I watched it. Yeah. And uh, 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 again, uh, you know, 
I'm a, I'm a, I'm a fella who's early. You are 50s, a fella. I'll, early, I'll, early, I'll early, attest to that. Everyone early fifties. Uh, mm. Maybe it's just not for me. Yeah, and that's a fair. That's a fair sure. thing. Sure. Or here's the other other option. Okay. Maybe it's just not that good. Yeah, I mean, it's not. That's the other because thing. Because sometimes I can watch shows that are for young people and I, I enjoy them. Yeah. Like, the problem I have is no one, things go along and no one's, no one's, uh, decisions yeah. alter what happens. <laughs> okay. They just go along. Like, they decide, Sabrina decides, like, first, she wants to get this guy out of hell. So I don't know why he's in hell, but he's sure. in hell. Yeah. So it starts off with her in hell. And, and I trying hope his to, name is Bat. Trying to, <laughs> trying that would be good. And so trying to break him out. So she's breaking him out, and she breaks him out of hell. She's yeah. stuck in a wall, and she's like, "No, leave me, Sabrina. Leave me, Sabrina. Don't, don't." He's take stuck him. in a wall. Yeah, he's like uh, glued to a wall because there's like a bunch of damned souls stuck in a wall. They okay. look a lot like the M and M's who are in a chocolate bar, and they're stuck in the <laughs> chocolate bar, but it's like uh, <laughs> souls. Yeah, okay. So it's that. So she's she's sure. finding her way through hell, yeah. and she breaks him out, yeah. and she's like, "No, Sabrina, don't." And it's like, "Oh no, here he comes!" and uh, and it's the devil's coming. Oh, that guy. Yeah. But who's your dad, by the way? We find that out. So I was like, mm. my dad's coming. Like, oh, it's the devil. Oh, your devil's your dad. Eh, okay. How's how he? Dude, I don't fucking know. Okay. So anyway, the, the, the devil's showing up. Yeah. And they're running. Gotta run. 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 Come on. Sure. And this guy who's been stuck in the wall now gets good legs and he can run. <laughs> yeah. So he's running yeah. and he's faster than the devil. Even though the devil's got goat hooves and you think like, well, that's... you should be booting it with those uh, speedy legs. Well. Maybe they're too delicate. Yeah. And he's got like top heavy. Yeah. Anyway. I don't think so, it's not the most efficient looking system. So there's some, there's some doors yeah. and they finally like, can you get through the doors? And they shut the doors and then the devil can't get out of the doors. Don't know why. Yeah. But the devil can't get out of the doors. Well, he's like, hand, oh, you locked me for hands and then uh, you turn yeah. and you see like thank you sabrina and then it's like oh no wait it was a mistake it was a mistake the guy she freed was actually her dad uh, who's the devil but the- it's a handsome version of her dad because i guess he shows up as a guy as well and oh. it's like ah ha ha and she wakes up and it was a dream so like all right huh? so it was a dream but it wasn't a dream that was oh, it was so it was a dream uh. and then she goes to her friends and tells her friends about this yeah well first of all they're playing uh, like a song, and I forget what the song is, but it's like a very early '90s song. That once again, all the music in this is like, why are kids? I'm tired of this music. <laughs> like this is old music for me. Why yeah, would yeah. you guys ever be playing yeah. this song? But okay, fair enough. Well, they're still using rotary phones, right? They want. They actually are. They're in a band, and they're asking Sabrina to be in the band, oh, okay. and she's like, no. And then they ask, like, hey, well, why don't you join me as a cheerleader? No, I don't want it. And like, she's not want. She's busy. She's got stuff to do. Yeah. So okay. So fuck. Fuck off, Sabrina. Yeah, so anyway, they're really. rehearsing. And then in the middle of the song, she bursts in, I need your help. I'm like, oh, okay, well, I guess we'll stop playing. Uh, like, they're all fine. I guess you're the, the show's not called Dave, so I guess I got to put a thing down. Uh, all right, fair enough. So, uh, so he goes, uh, you know, this guy is in, I had a dream he's in hell. We got to go get him out of hell. Like, uh, are you going to join me? But wait, didn't wasn't her dream like telling her not to do that? Mm-hmm. So anyway, so uh, we got to go get him. Okay. We got to get him out of hell. Yeah. But we... No, can humans even go to hell? Uh, you know, well, they just, get told to all the time. We just thought it was like souls yeah, that could do it. Sure. So it's like, I, I think I've got a way. And she finds uh, a way. And it's like, there's this, you know, handsome Pete young guy who's like, well, I have a way. But, you know, the big price to, oh, fucking whatever. All that shit. So anyway, go through this thing and this door. And yeah. you must return with the blah, 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 whatever fucking shit. So anyway, brings her friend. Oh, first of all, they all have to take a, a bath. In uh, or bathe in the in the water of a corpse 
So they're in like uh, oh, so, big, they're, so they don't smell of of life. That's right, hell? right. And, okay, and so they're all like washing themselves in their underwear because it's sexy. Yeah, yeah. So they're washing themselves. Nothing sexier than and then, corpse and then, water. And then, like in the middle of it, you know, one someone's like, oh, so do we have to do we have to wash ourselves in the water of the the? It's like, well, you're already like half washed in corpse water. <laughs> now you're bringing it up. Like you want to just be half corpse stuff? Yeah, yeah. Like just go for it. Okay, so yeah, they do the thing. And then they put on dead man's shoes. And like somehow that tricks hell. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. fuck. Then they go through the por- rules. Whatever the portal is. Sure. And they show up. And now here's the thing. Everywhere in hell, it's like they, they end up on the, on the uh, sands of sorrow or something. And here's how they know they're on the sands of sorrow. Because it's a beach. Yeah. Because there's a sign that says sands of sorrow. <laughs> and like every place they go. Yeah. Is like, you know, woods of wailing. And it's like, they're like, I think these are the woods of wailing. Why do you say that? Yeah, literally, this is, I'm not making any of that up. Why do you say that? Because it says it on the sign. (laughs) Hell is very well labeled. It sure is. In case you're going like, where the hell am I? (laughs) Oh. Anyway, I guess they, they try to make it up like it's Wizard of Oz. So, you know, one of the characters' brothers is like a tin woodsman, and another one's like tied up like a scarecrow and getting their eyes poked out, uh, like with crows, and like all this What's stuff. What's the purpose of this? Uh, gross you out and also have a, a Wizard of Oz theme. But why? I don't know. So, anyway. <laughs> Does this relate to the show in some way? So, I don't know. It's Wizard of Oz. And like they're, okay. they're supposed to stay on this path. It's not a yellow brick road, it's a blood red road. Mm. Yeah. And, so, the and, blood and, red and so they're told by this one guy, another handsome Pete shirtless guy. Uh, whatever you do, don't step off the road. Don't do it. Whatever you do. So they step off the road and they go to help, a, help, uh, try to help the scarecrow guy who's like one of their relatives. And, uh, there's no consequences to that. It's fine. They just, oh, it's fine. You can say, you can't step off the road. Because it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what they do. <laughs> their actions don't, their, their decisions don't yeah, yeah. matter. Like everything's just being dragged along. So, and then they, they end up going into, uh, so you think like, oh, well, you never step off the road. They yeah. keep on the road. They end up going into a schoolhouse and the schoolhouse yeah. then shuts the door behind them. This is the schoolhouse of squalor? Kind of. Okay. Not, not, uh, but it's a torture schoolhouse. Oh. So you've got, uh, the mm. guy from, uh, Perfect Strangers, Balky, uh, who was on the, uh, on the show earlier, like, and he gets killed. Someone eats his face. So anyway, he's full of knives. And he's going to, like, torture them to death and, like, oh, no, their spells don't work. You're like, oh, no. So they're all, like, tied to their uh, they're, they're tied to their uh, desks. Yes. And another one, uh, one of the characters, Grandma's there, like, hey, I'm going to stab you good. And they tie her down. They're about to start stabbing her. And you're like, oh, how are they going to figure their way out of this one? And then someone comes in and goes, uh, you got to let them go. we got to go see the mistress of hell. Oh, okay. So they don't solve any of their problems or do anything it's just like eh, it's time to move on to the next scene that was good <laughs> thanks brand branson pincho we're moving along and like through the whole fucking thing like nothing they do has any effect then they show up and the uh the guy who she rescued from the wall is instead like shirtless of course yeah uh, chained up oh. sexy style yeah uh but his tongue's like in a jar uh because the oh. woman who's like the evil person took his tongue but she's like you know, evil Wizard of Oz type thing. Yeah, and she's yeah. there and whatever. And they all do some stuff and shit just goes down and things happen. And like... Were there flying monkeys? Well, here's the big thing. There was a guy who looked like a flying monkey. That's uh. true. But here's the thing. Was like, hmm. why if you're going to go to hell... Yeah. Have a dream sequence where you're in hell earlier. Yeah. And you're rescuing the guy 
But now we're rescuing him for real. Yeah. We're doing the same thing twice. Like, even if you're going to do that, do that in another episode. Yeah. And then we're actually doing it for real. Like, you don't do you do not do sure. that. It's like, I'm bored of them going to hell and saving this fucker. And, uh, and yeah, everyone's shirtless. And everyone's, like, walking around sexy. Ah, it's just bad. Just so, I just don't. I don't, I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is. Like, like, I guess I'm spoiled by, like, a Buffy, right? Like, in Buffy, you would have monsters... But, like, the characters would do something wrong, and then they uh, – uh, that would affect the plot. Yeah. And, like, oh, Buffy's being selfish, so everything happens like this. Or yeah, yeah. this person's feeling lonely, and so they ask for something. But it was the wrong thing, and now everyone's in danger. Uh, it's like this one, eh, you just – stuff happens. And, and why would she bring her friends to hell? There's yeah. absolutely no reason. None of them are useful there. Yeah. They're all just there to be living fucking victims. Uh, it was lucky they didn't all get just tortured to death. <laughs> what kind of friend are you? Yeah. Like, you're the only one with any magical powers. What do you what do? You do? Like, I think she gave one of them an axe. Well, what the fuck is that going to do? <laughs> now, he's the Tin Woodsman. It's hell! What the hell? Like, you can't, you can't do nothing? <laughs> yeah. Well, you bring your fucking friends along, you jerk. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so, uh, Sabrina, still don't quite get it. But people who like it, like it, and that's nice. I guess so. Yeah. Do people like it? Yeah, yeah. Well, it's, uh, you know, it keeps going. I guess so. I guess people like, you know, sexy teens uh, going through hell. I, I, I don't get it. And I'm, I'm saying this as a person who writes a book about, you know, fairly sexy ladies who are in hell. So mm. I, I can't throw my stones yeah, that Yeah, don't throw, don't throw them around. But I look at this, and, and again, the writer brain in me just goes, well, you could fix this. They just got to... So you walk off the you walk off the road. Yeah. Okay, now there's consequences for that, right? Nope. <sighs> okay. Well, you're in the school and you've got to like save your friend and you're all chained to the desks and, and Bronson Pinchot's there and he's a real arrogant guy. Okay, so you've got to now play to his arrogance. Yes. And like say, Oh, you wanna stab her? I thought you wanted to stab me. Why are you being a coward? Why are you going for her? Yeah. You know, you just don't have the guts to stab me. Oh, you're gonna stab you? I, I think I will stab you then. <laughs> Free her. I'm going to get you. Yeah, great. Okay, moving it on. Now we're going to do something. And then at that point, you know, you yeah. push him down. He stabs himself because he's made of knives. Some shit like that. <laughs> Figure it out. <laughs> Some kind of fucking trick. No, no. Just have someone come in and ask, demand them to be sent to the mistress of hell. Time for the next scene. <laughs> moving on. What? You took too long. Moving on. What? Are you doing a podcast? <laughs> oh, Bronson Pinchot, you deserve better. It's funny that, you know, when I first got Netflix, my assumption was that it was like curated. Curated, and I was just going to be watching quality all the time. Really? Yes, weird idea. And I was like, I would watch these movies. That's delightful. I know, my na- naivety is great. I would I watched this couple of movies where I was just like, well, it's on Netflix, so it must be good. So I watched this movie and I was like, this movie is really kind of boring and dumb what am i this is very strange why do people like this so much this is really really kind of uh yeah there's something is there anything besides the criterion channel that's curated yeah i really i think that's about it i'm gonna now that i've oh i didn't tell you the part of part of why i had the person come to those besides to like up my my whatever my downloads and uploads up your download that well, does you know, sound like a porno when i <laughs> when i was when i was doing sparks when i was uploading the uh pages to to dropbox i closed the internet off in the house like no one could watch if you're watching like someone in the house was watching amazon prime or watching disney plus whatever nope they just would turn off they couldn't like use their phone to like do any kind of internet based thing Mm -hmm. like it just like plugged the whole thing up it was like gone wow 
It was crazy. But now I know why, because it was garbage. But anyhow, I also um, canceled like a lot of my TV. Like I, for whatever reason, I mean, when I first got television, I kind of went from being spoiled for channels Mm -hmm. and I kind of wanted to keep that. And so I added like a lot of channels to my cable package when I first signed up for the new cable. And so, yeah, I just like shed all these channels, like just go bye, 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 bye. So I just went down to essentials. Mm Mm-hmm. So just like regular TV, basically, and then the uh, Crave package. Okay. Because it's re- it's you know I like I like the movies on there, and I like and the Golf Channel and the HBO and stuff and the Golf Channel, of course, of course the Golf Channel. Uh, I like, but I like the having the HBO and all those things, right? I like to watch Watchmen and other such things, and so so yeah, so I plan to um, I'd like to sign up for the Criterion Channel, and I would like to, which I'm a little bitter about because. I had si- I had told Criterion I was going to sign up earlier, like I, I pre-signed up for it, and I could have got in like at a grandfathered lower amount. Mm. But when it opened up, I didn't have any money at the time, and I was like, well, yeah. I can't really afford this, so I passed up on that opportunity. So I have to sign in at no- normal Joe, you know, regular schlub uh, amount. It's too bad. But I'm going to get that, and then I'm going to get Shutter as well. So and Shutter is quite reasonably priced; it's only five dollars. For a really like extensive collection, admittedly mostly of horror movies, but there are some other interesting things what in there. The, what was the app you were telling me about? The Canopy. Uh, Canopy with a K, yeah. Yeah, I tried that. Now that's what you're telling me about. Was the um, uh, you sign up with your library number, yeah, library card number. Mm-hmm. Uh, it does not. Uh, there's nothing in Vancouver for it. Oh, you don't have a, so it's just us in the valley that get it's it. It's in then. the valley, but it's also the only Vancouver is West Vancouver. Oh, okay. Oh, that's too bad. So we are not under the umbrella yet. But they're uh, under the umbrella yet. Not under the canopy been yet. Been talking up too much uh, today. <laughs> uh, but uh, I believe it's also in the states. I believe okay. this thing. So okay. uh, it's worth uh, telling our listeners about. Yeah, sure, canopy yeah. with a K. Yeah, check it out. It's an app that's available through libraries, and it gives you uh, access to their. Uh, they have a, a bunch of movies available. Most of them are kind of festival art festival movies and things and it's not marvel movies obviously but some interesting films like uh, taika watiti's boy is on there for instance and also uh hunt for the wilder people and so yeah uh check it out canopy with a k see if it's available through your local library yeah it says they offer films and documentaries yeah and they also have a subdivision called canopy kids mm. which has a kids program yeah it's been you know it's free so what the hell and like been around since 2008 well, we're dumb. We just found, discovered it, <laughs> and uh, it's uh, it's on it's on like we have Amazon Prime, and I have a one of those the Fire Stick, mm-hmm. the Prime the Amazon Prime kind of um, internet. Yeah, it's weird that you have to set that on fire in the back of your TV. That well, it seems kind of dangerous to me too, but that's what I do. And yeah, and so it's available on there as an app that you can that you can download onto your Fire Stick and uh, have access to. All those movies. So it's pretty pretty interesting. If you enjoy films, anyway. So that's a free one. Uh, Criterion costs money. Shutter costs money. But I fig- I figure, you know, I've got rid of all that stuff and, and I don't have TCM anymore. So I'll see if Criterion will... will... Yeah, the drag for me with with Turner Classic Movies is uh, it's only available on standard. Yeah, so you get that uh, weird, small, yeah, tiny screen. Is, uh, yeah, weird. Blah. Yeah. Otherwise, no I'd be taping a bunch of stuff off there and yeah. going on. I love TCM, but if I can't get it, I can't get it. So... And it's it's probably not it's probably not the um, our cable provider's par- problem or fault. It's probably you know TCM has changed how they want pay structures just to go or whatever. So well, that's fine. I'm sure you, I can probably subscribe to it separately, and maybe I'll look into what it costs. But we'll see. We'll see. 
And then we can talk about things. We can talk about more things. Because we have to talk about pop culture. Like, we do. Because Lord knows I can't talk about music. One, because I don't care for it. And two, <laughs> because you've already got a podcast where you talk about such things. I do have a podcast where I talk about music called why Listening you, why Party. Why don't you mention what that well, is? Well, I'll miss, mention that, everyone, because I do do a, uh, a podcast called Listening Party. And I do it with my daughter, Mary. And every couple of weeks, we sit down together, listen to music. And we talk it over, and it's a lot of fun. Um, she has her opinions, I have mine. She's my daughter, so she has no problem telling me that I'm right or wrong. And and calling me on my BS. Now, uh, is there any other uh, father-daughter podcast? I don't really know, I'm sorry. I know, I was listening for a while to a husband and wife podcast. Gross. Where the, they were watching movies together, but I kind of got tired of her always laughing at his jokes. Oh, no. I know. How'd that happen? I know. That doesn't seem right. This is kind of yucky. It's an affair. Is it? Must be. I mean, they say uh, husband, wife, but yeah. not each other's. Mm, okay. That's what I assume. That's possible. I assume this is like yeah, it's getting... uh, swinging across the channel. <laughs> swinging, swinging at the movies. That's right. And it's like, yeah. uh, it's like a little bit of a key party, and mm. then couples pair off, and then they go up and they watch television, and they do podcasts, yeah. because yeah. Uh, that's the way it is nowadays. You know, we can't have that kind of swimming, se- swinging sex stuff. No, no, we can't have that. But everyone can go off and do their own uh, swinging podcast. That's right. They end the show every time. Sa- save the aisle seat for us so we can fuck. What are you reacting to? Sorry. No, I was just, I was just looking at like if there are uh, father daughter uh, podcasts, oh, and it's like uh, there's a podcast called Daddy Daughter Podcast. I don't like the sound of that at all. I don't like anything about that. <laughs> I don't like that. I don't like well, you anything were, you about were that. You looking it up. I don't like that? anything about that. There's also one called uh, a father and a daughter, a yeah. father and daughter. Yeah, that's okay. What's I... wrong with that? Daddy daughter podcast. What's wrong with that? Okay, so here's what we got. Okay, daddy uh, daddy daughter podcast. Okay, first of all, you need to get on this list. Okay, first of all, <laughs> okay, no no messing around. All right, I'll, okay. I'll write to them. Talk and trek. Talk and trek. Talk and trek. But that's doesn't that sound like a podcast we do? Doesn't that sound no, like? No, I don't like Star Trek. Okay. All right. Uh, talk and Trek is a dad and daughter uh, podcast where they talk about uh, different Star Trek episodes. I think I've actually listened to that one. Oh, okay. Oh, I know one. Uh, the, the Leonard Malton podcast. He does that with his daughter. Oh, nice. And it used to be uh, Baron Vaughn as well. So there's a, okay. there's a father-daughter podcast. Nice. Uh, and, uh, okay, so there's one called Dad and Daughter Talks, yeah. More Dad Than Daughter. Oh, that's right. So, uh, casual talks uh, with her dad as he retells his stories and gives advice. Hmm. Do you ever give advice on your podcast? Nope. Okay. I wouldn't presume. Five I guess mi- I, well, no, I guess I do because I do recommend music to people. Five minutes with dad. Five minutes. Oh, that'd be great. Five it's a lifetime. Minutes? It's a lifetime. Oh, my gosh. Oh, yeah. I see. So, it's uh, three elementary school kids yeah. with their dad. I see. Oh, that's kind of nice. All hmm. right. Uh, yeah, sounds fun. Wards know best. Wards know best. So yeah. Ward Cleaver, I guess, is that a reference to Ward? A father and daughter duo who love to talk about events we've been to, like theme park trips, oh, uh, movies, and funny things that have happened. Okay. Oh, that sounds all right. Sure. The theme park trip sounds uh, sounds interesting. Sure. So their last name is the Ward, I guess, is what we're hearing. I, I, I would assume so. Yeah. We've got the dad and da- uh, the daughter and dad's radio. You know what show. I would call that show? What's that? Daughters know best. Yeah, what's the talk and trek doesn't sound like uh, a good dad daughter name. You gotta think of something that yeah. uh, uh, generations. Well, fuck, of course, generations. Yes, <laughs> some play on generations. Yeah, yes, Star Trek Next Generation. Yeah, of course, 
the fuck? Sorry, excuse me for a second. I don't like to cuss. But can I talk to the talking Trek folks for a while? Come here. Come here over here for a second. What the fuck? Obviously, that should be the title. Something to do with generations or generation, right? I mean, Dave came up with that. Dave! And he doesn't like Star Trek. How long did that take him? Ten fucking seconds not even you know what i bet if i look yeah. i bet i swear i swear to god i bet yeah. if i look yeah. you will have done at least a hundred of your fucking podcasts and you know what i bet bet you haven't even thought of that once <laughs> 10 seconds this guy <laughs> shame on you shame shame on you yes all right also i'd also call it clinging on to daddy Okay. <laughs> we thought the, the daddy-daughter one was great. I know, but it's a, a Klingon joke. Okay, here we go. All right. Uh, well, this isn't right. Uh, two drunk dads. Whoa. With their daughters? I guess the daughters come and collect them and take them home. Uh, there was a four-year-old daughter and a three-month-old. Well, that's not right. They're not there. They're not looking after their four-year-old and three-month-old drunk. <laughs> They're drunk. They're looking after their kids while Skyping. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay, wait a second. All right. New twist. Uh, Disorganized crime. Okay. Smuggler's daughter is the name of it. Okay. Okay. Host Rainbow Valentine. That's a great name. Uh, Oh, clearly her parents were hippies. Sounds fake. Her parents were hippies, clearly. Okay. Discovers her artist mom. Of course, her mom was an artist. And quote unquote businessman dad Uh. were deeply involved in the illegal drug trade and unknowingly spent her childhood among a massive pot distribution organization. Well, how did you not know that, Rainbow Valentine? <laughs> she was a girl. I girl. knew it. I knew it from your name. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Fair enough. Here's one. Okay. Have a chat. Oh. With nice. Dad and Jules. Oh, nice. That sounds nice. Yeah. A first thing in the morning chat uh. between Dad and his daughter. Uh, chat about dreams, school, games, and art. I like it. All right, let's uh, let's let's do an episode of that. Okay, who's gonna okay, be? So you want to be Dad or you want to be Jules? I'll be Dad, I guess. All right. Oh, morning, Dad. Morning, Jules. Hey, what you making for breakfast, Dad? Well, I'm just uh, making some bacon and eggs. How, do, how does that sound to you? You know, I'm a vegetarian, Dad. Well, it's uh, beyond bacon. Oh well, what about the eggs? It's <laughs> well, vegetarianism okay with eggs, isn't it? Eggs? That's fine. You didn't say vegan, did you? I had a dream. You haven't turned to veganism. I had a dream, Dad. Oh, we had a dream. What was it? I had a dream. Yeah. That you were an egg. Oh, really? This is funny. That's a strangely symbolic Yeah, I know thing. you like interpreting dreams, Let's Dad. work this out think? here. So I was an egg. Yeah. So I think that what that means is that I'm a very creative person who's in the midst of blossoming, kind of like a chick coming out of an egg. I miss mom so much. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Here's another one. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Daddy and daughter talks. Dad versus daughter. Oh. You decide the winner. Really? Yeah. So they have debates. Friendly competition and our listeners determine the winner. That sounds like a disaster waiting to happen. <laughs> I see a lot of, I see a lot of indis, I see disinheriting. Yeah. I see estrangement. I see a lot of problems here. I bet you there's mo- no mom in the picture. Mm-hmm. I mean she's there, but she's not in that picture. There's the dad whisperer. Okay, this is the daughter who knows how to control her dad. Sure, okay. That sounds that sounds about right. Okay. Uh oh, here here we go. I'll just get yeah. one more and then we're done. Yeah. Uh Dungeons and Dragons and Daughters, mm. a podcast of a dad yeah. introducing Dungeons and Dragons yeah. to his eight-year-old twin daughters. Oh, yeah, that sounds kind of fun. But it's a little too young to play that game. Do you think so? Yeah. When when did you start? Yeah, that's a teenager, junior high school. Okay. Like I think you have to be able to. 
I don't know. I think you have to be able to um, kind of formulate stories, <laughs> stuff like that, which I know people think kids are very imaginative, but I, I'm not a, not a fan of that theory. Okay, we got Debating with My Dad. Okay. All right. That's, you yeah, that was that weird. Yeah. But here's, I think, one of the best titles. Okay. Rad, Bad, Black Belt Dad. Mm. So, uh, husband, father, and martial artist. Yes. Uh, I figured assume, that out. Yeah. Uh, sharing Part, part-time radiator. Thoughts, thoughts and ideas about life. Oh. Yeah. With his daughter. I would assume so because it's listed under Dad Daughter Podcast. But I don't doesn't sound like there's a daughter involved. Sounds like someone just snuck it in under the wire. Okay. Well, here's the thing. Yes. Uh, I'm going to look up right now how many episodes of Talk and Trek there are. Okay. And if there are more than fifty, yeah, I'm going to be very upset. <laughs> Why? Because they've wasted all this time without a generations thing. Like yeah. it would be fine actually because they could just shut that podcast down and come back as. Come back as like you know uh, generations, right? Yeah. Like it would be, but I wonder if they're trying to save it up for when uh, grandkids come in. Then it'd oh, be like okay. the yeah, next generation. Yeah, yeah. Like a family, try to be real to be family clever. tree. Uh, All right, talking, talking. We got talking, talking Trek. Here we go. Talking, uh, I got the talking I got, tiger. I got the website here. Okay. All right, a podcast that boldly goes where we aren't quite sure. Hmm. So that should a, do a little better there, guys. That's okay. That's okay. Be better. Be better. Mm. Okay. Okay. Well, how many episodes? It is tough to say. <laughs> it is tough to say because they list them. They list them by uh, episodes where they're talking about. Oh. Uh, so it's like uh, season three, episode eight is coming soon. Like, oh wait, no, you're right. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, so, so they've done. Uh, they're on the third season. Yeah. Uh, episode eight, but I don't know how many are per season. And they're talking about Space Seed in their third season? It took you this long to get to Space Seed? What's Space Seed? Space Seed is the con, introducing, uh, introduction of con. Oh, okay. Huh. All right. I'm not, I'm not 100% sure on this. <laughs> I, got, I got a lot of strong feelings about this. Oh, they are... Uh, no, no, no. What? Okay, well, this is bothering me now. Okay, this, this show is really bugging me. Yeah. Oh, okay. No, I get it. Uh, so they got like a little... Uh, they, they, they're doing a piece of the action, right? I feel like I'm bad that I'm going after a father daughter podcast right now. <laughs> couple of couple of dinks going after a nice podcast. What am I doing? I'm just sitting here. But like, okay, I'm, uh, I'm not helping. Uh, if I was to show you this picture of okay. a Star Trek character, well, who'd you say that is? Because to me, that looks like Data right off the top. Because he's got like the green skin. Oh no, I was thinking that was uh, William Shatner from the gangster episode. Yeah, with you're John right. Collins. That's exactly what it is. I just thought it was like a bad drawing of Data. <laughs> and they, for a piece of the action. But you're right. It's a not great drawing of uh, Kirk. Now, again, I feel like a real jerk. <laughs> oh, that seems so nice. Oh, they've got a picture of the family here. Oh, no. They're a nice family. And they've got matching shirts. And now they got uh, their logo on it. And they got a, uh, they got a cake. Oh, no. I feel really bad now. <laughs> Still. Dave. They, they didn't call their show Generations. Dave, that, that Dave, was the, Dave. Uh, I, I, I got I got to erase this episode. You got to erase this episode. It's too late. I got a slingshot around there's the no, sun, and I got to no, go back, and I got to I yeah. got to kill a whale. You got. <laughs> if I'm remembering that movie, they have to go back in time and kill a couple of whales. They do to save the world. Yeah, they got to kill the whales that are gonna eat Reagan. I think is this Star Trek Six. Or this Star Trek is uh, Star Trek Four. Uh, four okay. uh, kill them whales. Kill them whales. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's a famous episode. Uh, Moby dicking around, I think they called that episode. It's only the 90th episode where, where Spock has to wear something over his ears to hide <laughs> who he is. 
You know what? Just yeah, it was hilarious the first time, I guess. Yeah, you think they'd have some sort of technology that would uh, yeah. take care of that? Sure. In uh, I don't remember anyone doing that in the next generation, putting things over anyone's ears. Like, but then they don't have any. Yeah, they got none of those guys. But they did in like uh, other ones, like a Voyager. I guess they just wear a toque. That's what that's what uh, what's his name Spock did. He wears a toque in that in that movie, right? right? Yeah. Though he, uh, he he yeah, Americans don't call them toques. It's just so silly. They just call them wool caps. You ever mm. use the term toque in the States and people look at you like, what? <laughs> like, how did you not know that? <laughs> I brought that up That's to word they I brought that up once with uh, Mickey DeLenz and yeah. uh, talked about like uh, Michael Nesbitt's toque. And he went, what's a toque? And I'm like, you telling me that all this time yeah. you worked with a guy wearing a toque. Yeah. And then, oh, we called it a wool cap. Yeah. But. It's been many, many he wore, decades. He wore it for one season. Oh, didn't he not wear it the next season? No, he didn't want to wear it anymore. All right. He said that novelty is over with. Oh, okay. Was it just getting too hot? Yeah, and he didn't want to wear a stupid All right, fine. toque. I'm just really trying to see how many episodes. He was an artist, sir, who wrote songs. <laughs> he was. He's done quite well for himself. Yeah, but and not just because of liquid paper. Nope. He was a smart guy. Smart businessman. Here's, a, here's my question now. Is, uh, is, uh, cause, you know, we don't have typewriters anymore. Kay. Is liquid paper still a thing? Yep. For, for what? Why are people using liquid paper? Still have to make corrections on, on things you're filling out. Okay. Cause you do have to fill out paperwork in offices. And Does it like feel that. like, That's uh, real. that day has, uh, has gone? Nope. The day of the liquid paper? Nope. I use it at work. Oh, do you? Yeah. All right. Cause we have to fill out things like if we're filling out, um, sh- you know, sh- whatever sheets with, some sort of data in them. Like sometimes we'll be doing like, um, like uh, we'll do load plans where we'll write down all the stuff that's going into a load and how we, how we're going to, and we, or, you know, do like a, a sketch. How are we going to organize the load on the trailer? Uh, quite often you make little dumb errors while you're doing it. So a little liquid paper helps to cover up those okay. little, little do you problems. Ever, uh, do you ever do your uh, nails? With liquid paper? Yeah. Just for fun. No. All right. Can you? I don't know. You could. Nothing Nothing would stop you. All right. I bruised both my fingernails, uh, two fingernails this week. Oh, I, I don't like seeing that. I know, me neither. I'm going to sneeze. <laughs> it makes wow. me sneeze to see I didn't it. expect such a strong... <laughs> fingernails. God bless you. I didn't expect such a strong reaction. All right. So here's uh, here's the episodes I'm seeing. Okay. Here's how many episodes there are of Talking Trek. Yeah. 27. What? Three seasons in? They do nine shows a season. I guess so. But wow. It, but you know what? It's uh, it's okay. It's 27... And you haven't figured out to that should be called generations. We're okay. <laughs> You're okay with that. Yeah. You're gonna let them off the hook just like that. Yeah. You went yeah. from outrage to pity. Now it's fair. It's okay. Yeah. I've I've got uh, I got a question of the week right now because oh. I, I want to say it before I forget it. Oh, sure, sure. Say it right now. All right. And this is to redeem us a little bit here. I don't think I don't think we need redemption. No, I think our karma is shit right now. <laughs> okay. So I've, uh, well, Dave, Dave yeah. jumped all over it and, and was like making fun of these nice people. Yeah. Uh, but looking at our, our show. Yeah. I mean, we're called Sneaky Dragon. What, who's, who's, who's fooling who here that, that we've got a name that makes sense. <laughs> so what I'm going to, our question well, of the week this week name. is this. Yeah. yeah. If we weren't called Sneaky Dragon. Yeah. What should this podcast be called? Oh. What is, uh, what is a more appropriate name for this yeah. podcast? Yeah. Uh, re- name us. Name us. We're, you've listened to the show, yeah, and uh, you gotta you gotta come up with a name for it. Sneaky Dragon's off the table. Sneaky, can't also, use sneaky. Can't, can't use dragon. Can't, can't use either of those. Can't call it Dave and Ian show either. Can't call it Dave and Ian. Yeah. Uh, can I use it? It has to be a uh, Yeah, we can't do that. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, what's this? What's this podcast called? That's hmm. that's one of the questions for the week. Ramble on.
Okay, well, if you want to enter. I'm going to enter. I just enter. Let's enter with Ramblin' On? Ramblin' On. Okay. After the Led Zeppelin song. That'll be our theme for the show. Uh, Ramblin' On! Oh, damn, we can't... can do my high voice for it. Ramblin' On! Mine will be, uh, uh, you don't need drugs, Dedrick. (laughs) 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 Oh, if I only had a nickel for every time I heard that growing up, I'd have 25 cents. I'm going to go over to the mailbag. We can still talk about other stuff later on. Mailbag! Uh, so our question uh, last week was, what newspaper or webcomic strip would you recommend to other sneakers? Oh. Uh, and uh, first of all, we have a letter from Math- Matthew Sanborn-Smith. Uh, we were listing um, the top uh, or the best 20 Sunday comic 20, strips. Top 25 Sunday uh, It was strips. not our list. No. Nope. We uh, Please don't hold us responsible. We were. Uh, I had forgotten that we were doing a show that week and uh, we were filling time. And uh, <laughs> thank you for your patience on that. I think people enjoyed that, though. Uh, well, yeah, we got, got quite a few comments. Yes. So Matthew writes, Little Nemo and Slumberland should have been on that list. Agreed. That's a very beautiful strip. Uh, quite magical. Uh, and uh, yeah. Who did that? Uh, Windsor McKay, right? Little yeah, Winter McKay, that's yeah. right. Sorry, I was thinking about something else. You ever, uh, and of course you have, Matthew, but if those of you out there, have you ever seen uh, the Gertie the Dinosaur uh, animated things that he did? Mm. Like he used to go on tour live and uh, would interact with Gertie the Dinosaur, and it was pretty damn magical. It was, uh, it was quite mm. amazing. Yeah. And it was back before you could do the Hanna-Barbera thing of like drawing the background and then leaving the background and then drawing the next layer. You'd have to draw the whole thing over and over again. So everything in the background. Oh, really? We draw over they and over They hadn't figured again. out having a plastic overlay over the... Uh... No, not for that. Wow. Everything in the Gertie the Dinosaur is like amazing. all the mountains and everything redrawn, 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 Amazing, redrawn. amazing. He, he also did amazing editorial cartoons. For, I think he was a Hearst, a Hearst cartoonist like for, for, for oh, okay. the Hearst Syndicate. And... Uh, yeah, there is these beautifully, like, just kind of like the Little Nemo. Just these wonderful architectural drawings, basically. Just these magical, huge, complicated drawings. They're just fantastic. Here's my question. Did he ever uh, animate Little Nemo? Like, I know there's been Little Nemo animated later that was modern. Yeah, I don't think so. Uh, yeah. That would have been a lot of drawing. If he, if he had to redraw all the backgrounds and stuff, I don't think he would have been very happy with it. Yeah, kind of curious. Uh, oh, yes. Yes, indeed. He did? Uh, yes. Oh, and not even just that, Jack. Uh, yeah, 1911. He did it. Wow. He uh, he he animated it plus in color. Gee, I got it. Well, at least the version here is in color and it yeah, looks yeah. like hand colored. So uh, hokey smokes. Yeah, that's uh, that's pretty impressive. Good good for you, Windsor McKay. Wow. Uh, Edward Dragansky also uh, writes and says uh, agrees. Uh, Little Nemo was uh, like the fine art of the comic strips. Yeah. Whenever I think like amazing art, I think Little Nemo and I think Prince Valiant as just things that like holy yeah. cow. There's a lot though. There's um, if you have the Smithsonian name some then. If you have the Smithsonian collection of comic of uh, newspaper comics, yes, there's some wonderful ones in there. Like um, there's ones by Cliff Starrett, Polly and her pals, which are just these beautiful uh, Art Deco style, these really like riotous colored, kinetic comics. It is beautiful. There's one by this artist whose name. I can't remember the name. I think it's called like, something like Pale, pale White. Something to do. Okay. Anyway, it's a, a young boy, a young, mm-hmm. obviously a white boy who, who becomes like a member of an Indian tribe. Okay. And his adventures. But it's drawn in this really beautiful style. And it was just done as Sunday pages. There was no, no weekly pages. Oh, okay. So there's a beautiful, beautifully drawn uh, 
Sunday pages that are like all painterly and everything. Very nice. And also like Gasoline Alley is also very amazingly yes. drawn. Uh, the Sunday pages are also beautiful as yeah, well. Yeah, and uh, we did talk a little bit about Pogo, so but did, Pogo was quite I beautiful. I did well. name some for you there. All right. Well, I appreciate You're welcome. that. Thank You're you very welcome. much. No, it's all right. Great. I appreciate it. Anyway, if you've never seen the Smithsonian Collection of Newspaper Comics, which was edited, I think, by Bill Blackbeard, it's an amazing book. Um, I first signed it out of the li- uh, Vancouver Public Library, where Ian likes to go and... Uh, this was I went to the old one, but where Ian likes to go... Because right, they won't let right. me into that arcade anymore. Mm, yeah, that's right. <laughs> tried to, he, tried, he tried to steal one of the pieces of paper, thinking he'd take the film with him that way. The... Um, the uh yeah they had the they had this the, that book and i just loved it so much and so eventually when i the first time i went down to portland um and it was and i went to see i went i guess that wasn't the first time i went but then one time i went down to portland i went to um powell city of books and i found the, that the collection there and i bought it right away it is a wonderful collection i highly recommend it if you like newspaper comics at all or even want to just know about them and it'll print like it'll public it'll have like uh you know, it doesn't pick all of them, but it chooses a selection of different ones. And I'll have like a maybe a 20 page run of each of the comics that it chooses. So you can get a mm. sense of what the daily strip was like. So it, Popeye or whatever. So it's really, it's really nice. Really nice. You can see a lot of really beautifully done art. In that. Uh, Ferg writes and says, I can't be the only one now who wants a comic strip sidecast. Oh, do you? Uh, yeah, Edward Dragansky also goes, Ferg isn't the only one. Sidecast, <laughs> Strip and Dragon. I suggested the Strip and Dragon name. Uh, maybe when, uh, if we wrap up uh, Fansplainers at some point in the future, maybe that will be the next thing. Uh, we're still doing Fansplainers, though. So uh, going through uh, movies and uh, doing a deep dive on those. Yeah. We just recorded another one. We can't say what it is, but uh, you will see uh, shortly. Uh, we're kind of going through some of the uh, movie, uh, so the Oscar ones. Uh, so maybe that's a little bit of a uh, clue. Um, so I give that a oh, listen. Oh, is it Knives Out? It's a clue. You said clue. I did say clue. Relates to Knives Out. That's true. We're actually we're just going to talk about Clue, the movie Clue, and all four <laughs> endings. We're calling it Cluedo, though, because we're so British. That's right. Now, um, did they call Clue Cluedo in, uh, like, I know the game, yes, but did mm. they call the movie Cluedo? I don't know. I don't know. Hmm. You got me there. Wouldn't be that hard to do. So uh, we talked about our friend Nina. And yes, she we did. filed a restraining order, and we can't do it anymore, <laughs> so moving on. Um, mentioned uh, that uh, uh, an article about uh, about Bongo Comics where she was interviewed, mm-hmm. and mentioned she didn't know that there was American uh, women working in American comics. And you, well, went, you didn't, she you didn't must s- know that manga artists... No, you didn't them. say that. You said okay, she didn't know about women working in comics. Okay. And so then I was... I you just, corrected me. I didn't correct you. I just wondered. I was like, well, stupid. she must have known about <laughs> manga artists because someone like Rumiko Takahashi, I mean, has been working forever in yeah. comic, like from 1978 And or I whatever, said, prove so. it. And then she wrote us. So uh, <laughs> Nina writes, yes, I knew. Uh, sorry, that's just my impression of Nina. <laughs> She's always mad at us. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I knew, I knew uh, female uh, manga artists existed. You and, fe- and female newspaper comic strip artists. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I never saw any female names in American comic books. Yeah. So for a long time, I thought that if I wanted to do comics here, I'd have to draw a newspaper strip or introduce the concept of Japanese-style comics to the Western world. I wasn't aware it had already been done. Uh, <laughs> I just looked up Itchy uh, from uh, Dick Tracy. We talked a little bit about Dick Tracy. Yeah. And his Wikipedia says, Itchel Itchy Oliver was a career criminal with a skin condition that caused him to itch more than the average person. Uh. So what, he has eczema? I've had eczema all my life, so I guess in the Dick Tracy world, I'd be made into a villain. 
Hell, I'm itchy right now. Give me all your money. No, really. I've spent so much money on moisturizer and supplements this winter. Uh, and then I uh, I shared in her pain, yes. saying that I have psoriasis, so I'm okay. also evil yeah. in the dick world and yeah. probably in the James Bond world as well. well you're only evil and, if you commit crimes. And in I, was, uh, I was I uh, was misdiagnosed with eczema for quite a while. Oh, really? Yep. So I want to get all my money back from that uh, freaking cream that uh, do nothing. Hmm. Uh, I also, if you go to sneakydragon.com and look at uh underneath last week's episode and read these letters i then list uh i i then do a link to the uh film springfield.net uh article that has nina being interviewed about that and uh me as well so there you okay go. so um we asked uh our friend uh conan uh canon canon i'm so sorry uh about uh, he's mentioned uh that he had uh, uh surgery and we asked a little bit about that and so he told us uh, in connection with Dick Tracy, uh, I had a brain tumor the size of an egg, so I think I'd be called Egghead in the Dick Tracy world. What a horrible world that would be, Dick Tracy. Going for like, or the tumor. Uh, <laughs> or maybe it grew so big it stuck out the side of my head, so I would be called Goose Egg. Uh, might oh. also be called, if it was in the front of your head, the Unicorn. Oh. Might be something along those sure. lines. Uh, anyway, uh, good health to you, my friends. Yeah. Uh, let's keep let's keep going with this. Uh, I can't believe Mutz didn't make the list. It's a great strip that does a lot with a little. Uh, being simple does does make it repetitive, though. But I think uh, all comic strips, if you sit down and read a whole bunch in a row, are yeah, that's true. I have to mention a comic that never lasted long. I think I have only one volume and never saw another one called Hey James by Mark Tonra. It was from Universal Comics Syndicate and had uh, less lines, not dialogue, just less actual drawn lines, in the whole strip than a single panel of Calvin and Hobbes. But it was super expressive, a wonderful strip. I picked up a copy from The Beguiling in Toronto, so Lord knows how easy it is to find in a regular store. <laughs> they probably made uh, just one a copy for The Beguiling, and that's it. I think you can get it on uh, Amazon or like online. I did look it up and... It was there. Okay, interesting. Liberty Meadows was also good in its prime. Another short-lived comic that is less fondly remembered as the creator slowly descends into a caricature of himself. Outrage! Uh, there was a time <laughs> when he actually really tried, uh, but if people are willing to pay you thousands for one thing, hey, do that one thing. Is that or, Frank Cho? Is that yes, sir. Okay. Yeah, uh, Frank Cho has done some really beautiful drawings, and yeah, uh, yeah. you look up his stuff online and go like, "Hey, that's great!" And then you keep going and you see like, "Oh, that's uh, he's commenting on that, huh?" Oh, yeah, okay, that's that's a thing. All right, that's fine. How do you mean he's commenting on that? He's just becoming opinionated. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He likes uh, you know, he likes stoking uh, uh, outraging people. He likes okay. going like that, sure, but sure. poking the bear is like like that. Sure. Uh, you think uh, it's sexist, huh? How about this? How do you like a little more of that? Now more of that? How about that? Huh? And I'm like, no one's saying that. Look at that. And, All right, fine. Because he does sort of good girl art. He does very very nice, yes. very well drawn uh, art. Yeah, and yeah. you know what I say? Beautiful I do not line. care for any of that good girl art. Anyway, by the way, uh, my my friend Giselle Legacy uh, and, <laughs> and and I have uh, uh, more issues of Exorcisters coming out in just a couple of months. Might like uh, her comic strip Menaja. Wow. Or Menage 3. I don't know what they... It's a number, so there you are. <laughs> anyway, uh, down, on, down on sexy art is what I say. I anyway, Giselle Legacy, three. go check out her stuff. Very, very good. She's a very good artist. Uh, very good. And uh, draw sexy people. She does draw sexy people. Yes, very That's right. Like, like uh, one more. But very uh, tame. Very tame. Uh, you know, it's like friendly. It's like, you know. Yeah, it's good, uh, good natured, good fun. Good and, natured uh, fun, yeah. You know, here you go. It's not the kind of thing you find in the back of an arcade. Sure. 
Um, it's more than two inches tall. Kanan then writes, uh, oh, an immense thanks uh, for the link to the Kickstarter. It got funded. Congratulations on that. Congratulations, Kanan. What are you guys, social media influencers or something? I don't know. Are we? We should take advantage of that ourselves. <laughs> we should try but uh, yeah, that's great. I'm uh, looking forward to more uh, Max over Axe, and I'm really yeah, glad that I was Kickstarter super pleased. got funded. And I have to admit, I, I got worried when I looked at his, when I did the link, and I saw that he had a, this a little over a week left, and he was still approaching he's close to his goal but i have no idea like how kickstarter works does it speed up near the end is it or is it like a steady Some people growth? do like wait wait until the last second mm. that is true okay so uh yeah so i i did the link and i and then everything so then i checked a little bit later and and it had gone gone over so i was ecstatic yeah, that's great so i do i just want to say if one of you sneakers out there were kind enough to to uh add a kick to um Keenan Start, then thank you very much. We tip our hats to you. Yes. And uh, if you uh, haven't read his uh, his book, uh, Max Over Axe, which is a collection of uh, comic strips, I believe it is available uh, online and uh, or in uh, cool bookstores uh, or in used bookstores. Good look, find it, buy it. It's good. You'll enjoy it. Um, and then uh, we got one more letter, and it's from our friend uh, Edward Jagransky, who uh, writes... Not being anywhere near the connoisseur you guys are with comic strips, I do remember seeing Bloom County and the Far Side for the first time during their run in the 80s. My best friend actually clipped the first Far Side comic out and brought it to the to school. Uh, he thought uh, it was so funny. I'd never seen anything in the funnies that funny before that. <laughs> it was a pack of vultures sitting around. It's one of my favorites. Sitting around uh, what was a cowboy they had eaten. And one of the vultures was wearing oversized clothing from the cowboy's body. Uh, and a cowboy hat, important. Uh, the cowboy, the copy said, Hey, look at me, boys. I'm a cowboy. Howdy, howdy, howdy. <laughs> I think I peed myself. <laughs> that is, that's probably my favorite. Yeah. Uh, I was a fan of uh, the Star Wars comic strips that ran back in the 70s and 80s, and mainly because of Russ, uh, mainly because of Russ Manning's art, who I recognized from Tarzan. Hmm. Uh, I think up until then, we'd only uh, had comic art from Howard Chaikin in the comic books. And then uh, later on, Carmen, Carmen Infantino. Okay. I'm, I'm adding that. It only got better <laughs> when Al Williamson took over later on and gave it a sense of realism. Williamson uh, had the skill to capture likenesses so well without over-rendering or hatching his art. He could show uh, that Vader's helmet was shiny uh, just by adjusting the weight, the line weight that created a reflective look on the surface. Something that looks easy but takes so much fearlessness to achieve. Hmm. I remember watching Steve Rude ink a sketch once. He referenced Williamson's work as he brushed down a solid black ink uh, over so much of the sketch, saying he'd learned not to be afraid of blackened areas by studying Williamson's work. He was fearless in that area, Rude said. I think you guys could do another spin-off podcast based on comic strips and their history. I really enjoyed that part of this episode. Oh, well, you're welcome. Yeah, it's uh, when Dave Sim was doing Glamour Puss, he, he referenced... Because uh, he did that with brush, yep. which he'd never used before. He'd always done cerebus with with uh, nib. And by that point, he wasn't working with uh, Gerard anymore. It was all uh, Gerhard, yeah, Gerhard, yeah, sorry, yeah, his own his own stuff, his own stuff. But yeah, he referenced uh, Williamson just how you know one like his control of a brush and stuff like that, which Sim was obviously trying to reach, you know, by you know somehow because you know obviously mastery of, of that uh, takes practice, takes practice, a lot of practice to figure it out. Yeah, for sure, it's not easy. Yeah, I wonder. Williamson drew like for EC Comics, so you know he came from a, a stable of fantastic artists. So. I always wonder with Howard Chaikin, and it's nothing against Howard Chaikin, Chaikin stuff. He did uh, some really good stuff. American Flag's really good, and uh, His Shadow. 
Shadow is very good, yes. Mm. Um, but I wonder if like Star Wars was. I don't want to say a phone it in project, but like a not give it all that. All when did he draw that? Did he do that before he did American Flag and stuff? Is he? Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. okay. Uh, but yeah. I don't think anyone knew that it was going to take off and be in any way successful. Like mm. again, I remember one of the scenes from the Star Wars comic showing that they didn't know what was going on. Where <laughs> after, uh, and I think I mentioned this on the, on the show before, but Ben Kenobi gets killed with a lifesaver yeah. in his robe hits the ground, yeah. and then Darth Vader uh, lifts up his robe with his lightsaber. Okay. It's like just lifting it up physically with the lightsaber to yeah, look yeah, underneath yeah. to see, <laughs> is he there? Which is, which is, okay, first of all, it would, of course, burn through the robe. Yeah. That's silly. Yeah. But the other thing is like, you think there's a tiny Ben Kenobi <laughs> under there who's trying to get away with things? Is that what you think just yeah, happened? He fell down a grate. Yeah, maybe that is. He feels like he fell down a hole. Yeah, yeah. Like there's no reason he would look underneath. Like, hey, wait a minute! No, this guy? no, he's gone, guys. He's gone. And that's my Darth Vader impression. Guys, he's gone. It's <laughs> pretty good. That's right. Hey, hey, uh, you dude, leave my religion alone. Do his breathing. Huh? 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 <laughs> I find your lack of faith. A second. Disturbing. Oh. Lord Asthma. Hey, uh, you yeah. like Alderaan? Check it out. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha. I blew it up. Ha ha ha. That's an obnoxious. He's worse than the real the real Darth Vader. Yeah. <laughs> oh, this black is so hot. I like Mike Nesmith. I'm not wearing this helmet for a second season, guys. Just one season. Did you say that was the last letter? Yeah. But Ed wrote to us about his sleeping. He answered an older question. Oh, he did? Yeah. All right, very good then. Uh, do you remember what episode that was from? Because it's beyond the what you talking about search area. Do you want me to read it? Yes, please. Can I read an older one first? That I think you can, we, I think you can we read anything you want. All right. Oh, well, this is one that came a while back. This is from episode 418. But I think we missed this one. If I, I'm going to start reading it. And if we did read it, you tell me. This is, this is from Laurel Robin, Robertson. She says, David and Ian, the first question of this week is one I've been wanting to answer, but just hadn't had the chance till now. For me, the thing I think is so important in making the world a better place is mm. listening. Do you, did you, we haven't read this one, I don't think, hey? No, and I, I just for, uh, for a second, I just went, oh, I shouldn't talk about this. It's <laughs> 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 like, oh, the irony is a bit too thick there. <laughs> there are a lot of talkers out there, but not so many listeners. And everyone wants, needs someone to take the time to hear them. That's something I try to do. That's very kind of you. And that's true as well. In this episode, Ian, Uh-oh. you brought up the podcasting. You brought up, I th- I'm going to change her wording here. You brought up that podcasting Sticky Dragon with David as maybe making the world a better place. And yes, you do. The two of you together putting out this show for us, your people, is wonderful. Your humor and stories and observations are always entertaining. So many times I've just thought how grateful I am to have found Sneaky Dragon through Completely Beatles years ago. Completely Beatles is our gateway drug, that's for sure. Now, this is a comment. So at first I was kind of like, should I read this part? But she wrote this in a comment. So it says, warning, sob story alert. Okay. The past several months have been extremely hard for my family. Weird life changes as my daughter and her husband have broken up, which affects everyone in the family, including their children. Well, we're sorry to hear that, Laurel. That is sad. We are all adjusting, but I've got to tell you, I've looked forward to episodes of Sneaky Dragon and Listening Party and fansplainers like crazy since all this started. I needed the chuckles and the fun. You do make a difference in the world, gentlemen, in many ways. 
I'm sure, and that includes your delightful podcast. Thanks as always. Well, thank you, Laurel. That is very kind. Yeah, that really does mean uh, does does mean a lot. And uh, as I wrote, love from our families uh, to yours. Yes. So I'm just going to find uh, Ed's letter. That here we go. This is from 424. Okay. About two years ago, this is about uh, sleep going without sleep. Okay, because this is when you were uh, sleep defri- deprived. This is when I was sleep deprived. Yes, and thought I lost my arm. About two years ago. <laughs> wait, wait a second. Let's just stress for the yeah. people that didn't listen. Sure. You didn't think you got it cut off? No. I just didn't realize I had a left arm anymore. There you go. So I was surprised to discover it was still attached to my it shoulder. Because it was a very Twin Peaks time for you. <laughs> it was very strange. That's right. I turned into, not Bob. What's the guy's name? Bill? Phil? What's his name of the guy who, the one-armed man? That's a good question. He's the one-armed man. Yeah. About two years ago, our company took us all to Las Vegas for a weekend. The trip started with me waking at 3 a.m. to get to the airport in time for the Vegas flight. After we landed... It was one thing after another, after another, until we had dinner at one of those hedonistically huge buffets in the casino. After dinner, we went to see the Beatles' love show performed by Cirque du Soleil at the Mirage Hotel and Casino. He calls it Circus du Soleil. Huh. Here in Canada, we call it Cirque du Soleil because we have a mix, we're a mixed French and English here. Mm-hmm. Then we gambled until I think I had been awake for over 24 hours. How much money did you lose, though? That's the question. The next day was more eating and gambling and visiting the neon graveyard until we were back on the plane towards Dallas. I felt like I had been running and eating constantly up until we arrived well after midnight, and we were expected to be in the office the next day at 9 (laughs) a.m. On my way to work that morning, I pulled over in a parking lot and threw up all over the ground due to my body's rebellion against the previous two days. (laughs) If you're wondering whether that was worth it or not, it was, if only for the Beatles' love show. If you haven't seen it, it was one of the best fucking experiences of my life yeah. and worth vomiting over. All right. Well, thank you. thanks very much, Ed. I've always wanted to see the Beatles' love show in Me Las Vegas. So you have, uh, if it's worth vomiting over, I'm going to take that as the ultimate in uh, recommendations. And if anyone wants to send us there, we'll go. I thought you were going to send us their vomit. Yeah, if you'd like to send us your vomit, we will uh, get it checked out. We'll be like that dietitian on that old weight loss program who would have her patients poo in a cup for her to, to oh, look okay. at. Oh, okay, that's right. Did you ever see that one? No, but that, I, I that lady was crazy. It was a British show. Okay, and this lady, she really liked the poo. In fact, I saw another show that she did. It was on Channel Two. <laughs> I saw another show she did, and she was still doing the poo thing. I was like, "Is this why she does TV shows?" It's like it's like a contract thing. I don't know. She put it in there. Stipulates that people have to provide poo. Well, that's weird. But she really did. Like she like had like I understand. Tw- tweezers. And I things. understand. <laughs> what part of I didn't understand? We're, we're, don't you know? We're not eating. No, that's good. Okay. So anyway, <laughs> Philip Gerard is the name of the one arm. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's why I said Phil. That's pretty close. Good. It's that's great. Okay, <laughs> All two, right. Two quick things. All right. I got something for you, but you go. All on. right. I'll get your thing. I promise. I'll just do these two things. Yeah. Quick. Yeah. Go ahead. One. Uh, yes. I did that uh, 23andMe thing, as uh, we said. Oh, I uh, did too. Yes, you did. And uh, I got contacted by a, a third cousin of mine. Oh, really? He's the only blood relative that I am aware of. Oh. So we'll we'll see. Yeah, uh, have right. you been writing back and forth? Uh, sent sent them a message. They sent me one. I've tried to Facebook friend them. They haven't responded. We'll see what happens. That's oh, that. That's cool. Uh, and two... Uh, um, I uh, just wanted to let, because uh, I put a couple of pictures of my cat in a cone, just letting, uh, you know, and our friends Craig and uh, Nettie, <laughs> and we're saying, what's going on? And uh, uh, my cat had two lumps removed that we wanted to check out. 
they were kind of suspicious and they were pigmented and both of them uh, were benign. Uh, we also had a little dental work done at the, at the time. So he's been in a cone for two weeks and is not, uh, not super happy about it, but we're very happy that, uh, the, um, the masses were, uh, were benign. Uh, there's a little one that's, uh, it's, uh, they weren't able to get all of it in from his leg. And so we're keeping an eye on that. But, uh, otherwise, you know, he's, this is the, this is the third mass we've had removed and all of them have been benign so far. So let's keep the benign train going. That's, uh, that's good. Uh, he's a he's a real sweetheart, and uh, we're very glad that that's uh, that's the case right now. Yeah, so that's cat update. Nice. All right, what's going on with you, my friend? So, I also did twenty three and Me. Yes, and I got back my ancestry oh. chart thingy. So it is what you would expect. It is what you would expect. You know, I am Moon Man. Clearly, I'm clearly Mister Whitey. So most of my ancestry, if not all of my ancestry, is uh, basically Northern European. <laughs> And so it, it works out like this. You ready? Okay. British and Irish, 66.9% of me. Sounds about right. I could tell you the regions, but I don't think that's that interesting. 11.9% of me, French and German. Okay. 3.6% of me, Scandinavian. Let me first of all ask. Yeah. Do you speak any French? Oui. Do you speak any German? Yeah. Okay. Do you speak any Swedish? Uh, no. Okay. I Keep don't. going. Sad. I'm a little sad about that. Uh, and then broadly, northern, northwestern European. So this is, um, they haven't quite got all, like, some, when they look through your, your DNA, what they do is they compare it to other DNA from, that they, that are known yes. from other areas. So sometimes you'll have ones that fit a profile, but don't, aren't, aren't necessarily a specific match. So 16% of me is a br- general match to northwestern European. 0.4% of me, is Spanish and Portuguese. Okay. And 0.6% of me is Arab, Egyptian, and Levantine. Oh, that's nice. So that's sort of interesting, yeah. Do you ever walk like an Egyptian? <laughs> I do like the song. Does that count? So yeah, so that's uh, that's what I made up of. So that's sort of interesting. And then uh, in terms of like generations, so one to three generations, British and Irish. Yeah. Two to four generations, French and German. Four to seven generations back, Scandinavian. And then five to eight plus generations back, Spanish and Portuguese. Oh, nice. So, yeah, it's interesting. Now, let me ask you this. Have you, uh, have you told your brothers or your parents this yet? No, I have not. No. Because that's them, too. Yes, that's right. Yeah. So, my mom was interested. But I told her that I, I had got the uh, 23andMe kit for, my, oh, for so, Christmas. Oh, um, so do you know on what side that, that is? Like, you know, are no, you, I don't because they have never done it. The Egyptian on your mother's yeah, side? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's interesting. So, well, let's call I, your brothers now. I kind of, this is, I mean, bef- I always thought that a lot of my relatives came from Cornwall mm-hmm. in England, but that is not listed in the list of, of places in England that, that I am, because uh, mo- mostly it's Greater London, it says, in terms of like oh. giving a map of, of England. There are some other areas like going, so it's basically London, and then you skip almost all of, of Great Britain or in- England, and then I'm a little bit... Um, Around, I'm a little bit around. Um, I guess it's kind of like the Lakes District area, like sort of go, uh, heading up on the on the eastern side, eastern side, no western side of of the British Isles towards the Scottish border, and then all but also Glasgow is also in there. So Neat. yeah, so that's that's England. So yeah, and then a, a bit of uh, a bit of Belfast. Well, where's your mother's family from? That's a good question. I always assumed. I always thought that they were from Cornwall. Hmm. And that's why I, I thought that I would have some. I thought that I would have some Spanish blood in me, b- 
because that area, um, especially after the, the Spanish Armada capsized when they tried to attack England and there's a big storm, a lot of those Spanish sailors washed up on the coast and, you know, kind of integrated into the population in that area in Cornwall and stuff like that. And so, uh, and my f- mom's side of the family is very black hair. Like my grandma had very black hair, obviously out of the bottle at some point, but when she was younger, like naturally there's really black hair. Same with my mom. And so I always kind of assumed that that was in the family from having come from that Cornwall area or from that, that sort of southeastern part of England. Okay. But it turns out, or sorry, southeastern, southwestern part of England. But it, but it turns out that I'm not, I didn't have any DNA from there. So I, I really don't know. I wonder... Um, Maybe I have Cockney in me. <laughs> uh, I wonder uh, if, how dangerous this, uh, this stuff is for families who will then find out that their dads aren't their dads. You think that could happen? Oh, yeah. Yeah, hmm. it's a whole thing about like, you know, uh, hey, we got none of that in uh, my side of the family. You know, it's like, first of all, like there could be situations where you don't like I don't know when your parents got married, but let's just fictionalize it and say, sure. like, did you come into the family like uh, how far after they were married? Um, or two years. Two years. Yeah. OK. Yeah. And then, yeah, everything's probably on board. But if it's like <laughs> if it's near the near the beginning, it's just like maybe maybe someone gets pregnant. Maybe Sorry. someone like another person goes, you know, now it's a good time for me to marry you, even though it might not be mine. And then you're, everything's fine. Who will ever know? Who will ever know? Or oh, okay. mom has an affair. Who will ever know yeah. until 23andMe comes along and goes, hello, <laughs> uh, here's something interesting. And then you find that out and then uh, families break apart. Has that happened? I would think so. Oh, okay. You're just, you're speculating. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, cause mom can't go, don't do it. Like, yeah, you know, yeah. can't, uh, can't say that. But then you find out there's a genetic, uh, predominant genetic, uh, you know, thing that, uh, is in no way part of the family. But most got. families don't know their, their genetic. I mean, so that's assuming the mom, like, obviously, if the mom had tech, like a affair with a black man, that would be pretty obvious if the child was born. But, like, if it's just okay, like European with you've European, got, like, you've how got many... two other brothers, right? Yeah. Okay. So y'all, all three of you get yours done. Yeah. And the two brothers, your two brothers come back. It's going to be pretty, pretty identical. It's like it's going to be this percentage, this, sure, this percentage, sure. this. Makes hey, sense. we're totally matchy matchy. And then like old Dave's comes out, and Dave's is wait a minute. There's a lot of more of uh, something else here, like okay. way different. But that could than, happen. Uh-huh. That could happen because okay. gene, the genes don't always show up. It's true in every generation, so you but can have different m- when mom starts mixes cr- of when things. mom starts crying. And then leaves the room. <laughs> then you realize that's a giveaway. Yeah, you're correct. You that is a real giveaway. That's a real giveaway. I had one more thing that I I wanted to do this episode, but I think we'll we'll put it off till next episode because we've already filled a lot of time, and I don't want to hold people up from their lives, their busy busy lives. Okay. So uh, next week we'll we're, we'll do a word thing. All right. That I found. I would. Uh, so there you go. That's our teaser for next time. Yeah. And our uh, letter letter of the week or our question of the week is uh, rename Sneaky Dragon. Cannot use our names uh, and cannot use Sneaky or Dragon. What would you call this podcast? Don't be mean about it. Yeah. And and hey, by the way, all you smarty pants. Yeah. They're going to go talk and trek. No, don't call us <laughs> that either. By the way, why not? Uh, How about talk and trash? Why not go uh, look at talk and trek? Uh, it's got no G in it. Uh, it's one, it's one thing talking, yeah. uh, Trek all together. Check it out. Uh, and when you do go on there, if yeah. you decide to go on their message boards, don't mention that we did all this. Yeah, but there's no need of no, this. No, tell them Sneaky Dragon sent you. No, don't, yeah, don't, tell them don't, Dragon don't, sent don't, you don't, 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 it's fine. I feel, uh, awful. I feel so awful. Uh, but yeah, let us know uh, what you think we should, we should be called. What do you mean the sons of bitches? Uh, that's so cruel. Anyway, here's how you do it. Go to SneakyDragon.com. 
Yeah. And uh, and that's where our message boards are underneath each of our episodes. You can uh, post something there or go, of course, to Facebook. Uh, if you're still on that in this day and age, uh, push aside the Russian bots and go to uh, Sneaky Dragon and uh, uh, post on there. Or go to Twitter and push aside the uh, Prussian bots. And, uh, <laughs> Prussian? And, the, you know, Prussian? the Prussians are oh, yeah. uh, taking over. Yeah, they really are. And, uh, and you go at Sneaky underscore Dragon. Or go to Tumblr, uh, sneakydragon.tumblr.com. Or, hey, you can email. Why not email? Yeah. Email! SneakyD at sneakydragon.com. SneakyD at sneakydragon.com. And uh, we appreciate uh, that way, too. I'm so tired uh, of all the Von Klosfitz on war uh, tweets. Ugh. Uh, ugh. 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 Impressions. Exactly. And if you get a chance, uh, why not uh, pick up a copy of uh, the book Dave and I did with our friend Nina Matsumoto, Sparks. And hey, uh, it's about uh, two cats who dress up like a dog and save the world. If you like it, we're doing another one. It's coming out uh, this year. We did year. another one. We did another one. Well, you know what? Not Nina's technically. Still, I just, Nina's still uh, I just got one. I just got one more note. So it's not done yet. Um, <laughs> really? Yeah, I just, I just got a note. Um, and so uh, I got to go. Yeah, that's fine. And then it'll be done. Okay. I'll be done. Hey, Dave? Yeah. Do you, do you want to know when our book is done? Hold it. Wait a second. Yeah. Hold it. Wait a minute. Yeah. All right. Yeah, that's fine. I'll hold it. Yeah. All right. Did we get here? Can I, can I ask a sub-question of the week? Yeah. Wait a second. But first of all, let me just say. Okay. All right. I'm just going. Sure. You're sounds, sounds good to me. Okay. This little tweak that's, uh, yeah. that's there. Uh, there we go. I like it. You can tell me after. And I'm going to go. Are you ready for our book to be done? Sure. Okay, Nina, are you out there listening? Okay, Nina Matsumoto. Uh, she's the artist. Dave's the colorist. I'm the writer. And the book is done on our side of things. Uh, now, done. It's done. That was the final uh, note. They still, they still have some art questions, so we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> okay, continue. Some color. continue. I was going to say, a sub-question this week is uh, t- uh, guess your genetic makeup. Ah, so have some fun with that, but let us know your your your. So uh, this don't don't write us if you know it. Don't write us if you know it. I just want to hear your guesses at your genetic. Okay, makeup. very good. And have some fun. Sounds good. So that so uh, please do that, and you've gotten all the information. Uh, also, uh, hey, you can also pick up Extra Sisters, as I mentioned a little bit earlier on. That's it to your local bookstores. That is a trade paperback collection of the first five issues of Extra Sisters. We're coming out with uh, new ones in just a couple of months, and uh, I think that's generally it. Yeah. Well, right. Let's more, all. Uh, what more do people want? Let's all go take a nap. Um, uh, I'm Ian. I'm the nice one. And uh, 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 that's all from me, and that's all from him. Good night. <laughs> Wipeout. get some uh, silence and then we can start because i think i just made an opening (laughs) i like when it's easy